In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. This is Dan the Dad, and you should listen to Raw and Order, or uh, you're grounded. Welcome to another episode of Raw and Order, the fantasy booking unit, the only pro wrestling fantasy booking show that matters. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm fresh back from time away. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting, starting off. District Attorney Vincent K. Faye, what's going on, man? How are you? I just want to welcome everybody to Raw and Order FBU, because apparently we're the fancy booking unit now. Told you. Brain's not back from <laughs> time off yet. Also I'm... joining us from up north, RCMP JLB. What's going on, man? How are you? I am good. I am good. Can't complain. Can't complain. It is Tuesday, and uh, Vince is retired. Whoop! Vince is definitely <laughs> gonzo. We've ob- we talked a bit about that on uh, Sunday. Well, bit we talked all about that on Sunday because obviously that is the hot topic. Hello, hello, Ambrosia. Thank you for hopping on in. Yes, welcome, 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 welcome. Yes, that is definitely the hot topic. I have not had a chance to talk much about it because you know wasn't here. Um, busy. Where the fuck is JLB's face? I'm coming. I'm coming. Give me a second. Oh, gross. Jeez. Gross again. <laughs> you don't need to tell us. Just come well, on. Jesus. I, 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 Veer told you for like six months. I, crazy. Hello, crazy cow. Thank you for coming on in, bud. Little wrestling talk. Obviously, the big news with Vinnie Mac not coming back because he might get federally investigated by the FBI. I, the legit one, not the Fantasy not Booking Institute. Not uh, Well, by us, technically. We're going to investigate I mean, his ass thoroughly on this podcast as well, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I mean, thoroughly. It sounded very, you know. Yeah. The, the, sexual. the biggest thing is but he's going to be investigated. I don't think Vince has anything wrong with sexualness. Yeah. He's going to be in, investigated by the SEC. That's the big one there. That's for, uh, yep, for not reporting that they paid the money. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's, uh, that's big, big time crime there. Um, I mean, that's the problem is that he paid it out of the company's funds. If he paid it out of his own funds, mm-hmm. well, now, I mean, the thing too is though, right? So we heard about that. We heard about the fact that he used his own money to pay those people, but then there's fourteen million dollars unaccounted for. Mm-hmm. Did Vince just use that as expenses and that, pocketed the money the that he is, used? Yeah, that's the deal. Is is that's what they found? Is at least the speculation is that he used that money to pay them. Now the statement went on to say that he's going to pay it back. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, but it doesn't matter for legal reasons. That doesn't matter. That's embezzlement. Yes. You know, and, and that's the sort of shit that took down Capone. Right. Mm. Uh, so that's where it comes in. It also, uh, I mentioned on a previous podcast, you know, back before any of this news came out, but uh, when the first set of the scandal came out, that this could lead to a vote of no confidence in in the board in general. Um, it could lead to him being forced to sell shares. 
which he sold apparently a third of his shares today, actually. <clears throat> oh, so he's no longer a majority owner. No, yeah, apparently he he's yeah. still majority owner, though. He couldn't have sell, sold a third. He was only a 51% majority owner. Wasn't he 80? No. Last no? time I checked, he was only like 51 or 55%, something like that. Yeah, because oh. going public's worthless if you don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only, if you kept 80% of the shares yourself, um, <laughs> you know, then you're only selling 20% of the shares public. It's not going to make you a ton of money. Uh, the only advantage to keeping is to keep enough that that you can't be voted out by yourself. You know what I mean? That you can't right. be hostile takeover, right? Right. Um, and for that, you only need just over 50%. I feel like we we have a love story developing in the comments. So those of you watching on YouTube and uh, Facebook, yeah. go watch on Twitch. Yeah, go to Twitch. That's where the real stuff happens. <laughs> uh, but... But yeah, I hadn't seen any news specifically about him selling uh uh but if he did, I mean I mean the I'm big thing is he, he, here's the problem. Here's actually the problem. If he sold stocks today, uh he fucking made a fortune. Because they they were up six as, bucks as of Monday. Well, they were down though. They no, went from sixteen. No, they're down technically because they went from sixty nine to seventy two. Uh, no, sorry, sixty seven to seventy two. I'm so pissed I didn't buy sixty seven to seventy two. But then they went down to sixty nine today. Nice. So, sorry. well, keep your eyes on it because apparently but, there's bidders like Comcast and Disney talking about getting their hands on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely keeping my eye on it, but I hope it goes lower before because fuck, man. Because with me being Canadian, that's going to still fuck me over yeah. with me paying what? Uncle Sam a little bit. I think I'm about to spend. Important to note, though, you, you mentioning it went down. Um, from Friday when the news hit to today, it's still up six points. Six bucks. Six Six points. points. Well, six um, six percent, six percent. But yeah, it was like five bucks. It went up because it went from I think sixty six to now it's sixty nine. So four points, four four bucks. It went up technically. Salad dressing, six points. Yeah. But I mean, that's still a big big killing no, over for sure. just just like if if we go back to a month ago, right? Well, that's the highest it's ever been since yeah. 2019. So yeah. a month ago it was only at $61, right? Yeah. So pissed. I didn't get into stocks like only got into stocks 2 weeks ago. <laughs> anyway. So that's my point. If he did sell a bunch of it today, uh, which I'm still trying to find. Like it literally went down 3.4% like, yesterday. It's like the today. The biggest slap in the face for a company you own. You quit and your stock went up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it. It went down it 3% a lot today. About now, there, yeah, there, there, a lot. yeah there, there are two things. A. Um, it says it, the most about Nikon and Stephanie is what it well, says. Well, the there's, there's oh, one or thing. Or Triple H. 
I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back on this though and and point out there's another thing that plays into the stock going up because at the same time as stock went up on Monday was also after you know as the reports all came out was because they had their quarterly re- quarterly filing right and their quarterly filing showed them having a profit of three hundred million dollars um, right. for the last quarter and a lot of other positive signs so stocks going up based on that uh but there's so many reasons a lot of stocks also went down yesterday too all the retail stocks specifically because you know inflation is a thing and whatever so everything did bad yesterday but my point is but wwe had a very positive performance report showing above uh predictions in terms of earnings which usually causes stocks to go up. So for the stock to go up, I'm not saying it's exclusively because of that, but that at least accounts to a, a part of the bump up. Um, also, there's a lot of speculation that the stock going up has less to do with confidence in the company, such as um, like, hey, uh, Triple H is going to turn it around or Stephanie's going to turn it around, and more with... Uh, confidence that WWE will eventually sell and when they sell let's say just for argument's sake I'm not saying I think it's what's gonna happen but let's say Disney comes in and buys them right when Disney comes in and buys them uh it's in the form of a stock or something yeah Yeah. it's in in the form of either a stock split or a stock buyout based on uh, a price where the stock is so you you pop the stock up as high as you can before a buyout happens you get more money back when the buyout and almost happen. all buyouts like that end up with a positive for the owner of the existing stock so mm-hmm. if you pretend and we're just going to use very easy numbers uh, if you if you have seventy dollars a share for WWE and they do a 10% over, um, then you've got a 10% gain at $77 a share mm-hmm. uh, for whatever the new shares will be, which will probably just be a Series 2 WWE. Uh, they yeah. I don't think merger. it would be NBC stocks or something. or um, I don't think it would be a full merger into whatever it is. Yeah. They that, may that... do that, but they can just have the majority of those shares owned by um, that umbrella organization yeah. being, or they could do a stock or, buyout where they, or, or they a full stock, stock buyout and say, "Hey, here's buy all the stock, one share Disney stock. for one share WWE, and if that's for, the case, you're cashing in." Yeah. Well, hard. or or even uh, they they can do a cash buyout. It's what the Twitter, yeah. the Twitter, um, yep. Elon Musk deal was. Yep. It was based on a cash buyout. Where uh, he would come this in. This is the value of the shares we're going to pay for, which yes. would be that seventy to seventy-seven mm-hmm. or seventy-nine yeah. or whatever it is. I don't think it would be that drastic, but uh, typically they're about ten percent over mm-hmm. what the valuation so. is at time of purchase uh, at the initial yeah. offer, and so you've got a ten percent gain. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, tax. here, um, yes, there is at least some of the s- selling price skyrocketing that's based off of confidence in uh the new people that people thought vince mcmahon was holding the product back and i agree i thought he was holding the product back 
but there is also at least some of it that goes to we want to be a part of this if there is a buyout whenever the sell, yeah. sell happens whenever yeah. this sells right um and then oh, the more they, that buy the more that, that are going to the the higher that price well yeah goes. yeah that's it so um that being said i yeah, here's here's what i'm going to say um jlb uh, i don't care what what price you buy in at it i think it's a good investment to buy in I, I do. Yeah. I do. I just because it went up so high from what it was before, because I wasn't 8% increase. It's not a huge increase. It's it's not a huge increase at all. Um, it's it's just I don't know a lot about I'm buying a lot of hedge funds in, in Canadian thing because it's easier for me um, because with me being a Canadian and then paying a whole bunch of taxes and all that. But I, I think I'm, I'm most probably going to buy one or two stocks. Uh, I'm not rich enough to go crazy, but I think you guys are right though, for sure. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of so watching Thanks it. for joining us on wrestling Kramer and company. Hey, bro. I would love to do an investment thing now so that I'm into the, it. So the, down. The, the reason I'm going to give you an, an example, um, Back in 1997, my dad and I had a chance to buy a thousand shares of a company that at that point was a a failing company um, for, I want to say it was $5 a share. And we were like, hey, let's... uh, Let's buy a thousand, a thousand dollars worth of shares, which would have been two hundred shares. Two hundred shares, right? Um, since then, that company has not only not failed but uh, skyrocketed. Um, it has had at least two stock splits since then. So a stock split Ooh. is where they take one stock and split it into two, yeah. right? To help keep the price of the stock affordable yeah that's what google just recently did too yeah um and so that 200 shares would have become 400 shares which would have now become 800 shares right if we would have bought our thousand dollars worth of shares back then which we didn't and my dad oh you didn't we didn't Uh... my dad and i regretted it regretted it and regretted it um that stock share uh closed today at 151 dollars per <laughs> um $151 and 60 cents. It's been as high as $174 and 72 cents. Um re- very recently, in fact, maybe it did it spike up just a bit here. $179 and and 45 cents uh in December of last year spiked up to right ambrosia is a great karaoke singer by the way guys i know we're not showing the comments because they're having their own conversation but uh ambrosia is a great karaoke jeopardy i feel like i'm calling it now we're gonna make that a thing uh i'm sorry carry on so i just felt like i should mention them <laughs> so let's just use today's price um because today's price is not yesterday's price i don't know who said that that would be $121,000 worth of stock right now. Um, wow. To answer Ambrose's question, the stock was Apple. 
Apple computers. Um, Which at the time was a dying breed. It was yeah. a dying company. Pre, you know, 1997 was when Steve Jobs came back to the company. Um, I had always been an Apple fan. There was a point I was a certified Apple repair tech. Um, it's quite the fruit. I, uh, I beta tested OS <laughs> X before it was available to the public. Um, but this was before Steve Jobs came back. Uh, it was after uh, Gil Emilio was in charge and everyone and had kind of driven the company into the ground. And Steve Jobs was off running Next Computers and founding Pixar. Uh, oh, make, I didn't know he found Pixar. Yeah, he didn't really found it. Um, that's he, an acquisition that's probably the most similar to this is the Pixar acquisition. Mm-hmm. He, what the what those shares went for is probably the most similar to this in terms of uh, Next Computing size. and Pixar were were both like companies that existed but were really really small potatoes, and Steve Jobs came in and turned Pixar into the the name that eventually got acquired by Disney, right? And uh, Next Computer eventually got bought out by Apple Computer. And the technology that they developed was worked into OS X, OS X. I would just like to say, uh, with your whole Apple not buying, I just like to say an aw fuck, aw fuck. <laughs> yes. No, I, I tell you, we've been kicking ourselves. My dad and I spent the better part of the last twenty some years <laughs> kicking ourselves for that. Because even as much as a month later, after Steve Jobs got announced that he. Uh, that Apple was buying Next um, and merging it back into to them, and they were going to start using that going forward. They relaunch they launched the iMac with the the colorful computer. Oh, fuck! Um, that shit got popular in elementary and, schools, and 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 things started to pop off. And we were and suddenly it wasn't five dollars a share; it was ten dollars a share. It was $15 a share. It was $20 a share. And at that point, it became clear that, you know, the $1,000 that we missed (laughs) missed our chance. $1,000 wasn't going to get us the amount that we wanted in stock. Now, that said, that investment would have been better to cash out on in about 2013. Um, It hasn't exploded since then. It's been a very gradual stock since then. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it went up in the last five years, it went up from I mean it still exploded. Five years ago it was uh thirty seven dollars a share. Oh shit. Okay. And now it's hundred and fifty. Um it really spiked up uh January of twenty twenty, it started to really do an upward trend. Oh that's um, the iPhone eleven. That's the M one chips, maybe. M one chips, maybe. yes. Okay. Um, them doing their own silicone instead of, um, instead of using Intel chips again. I wish, I wish this would go, what is the max? Oh, hey, this will tell me exactly. Holy shit, it makes me, nope, nope, it makes me sound even more like an idiot. This makes me, I, you remember why I said $5 a share? Yeah. In '97, it was at seventeen cents a share. So now we do the math different: a thousand dollars a share. Fuck, this is gonna make me feel even more angry at myself. 
Right. Can't go back, bud. Nope. So, Vinny Mac, what are your thoughts, good sir? <laughs> no point going down this pigeonhole. Cause... So, that would have been 5,882 shares. Um, One stock split. Two stock splits. And then today's price. It's not yesterday's price. Where is that from? You saying it over and over and over again. <laughs> that that would be uh three point five million. <laughs> fuck. <coughs> fuck fuck fuckity fuck. Now you can say oh fuck. <sighs> Anyways, um uh my thoughts on, on Vince leaving. Um I it was not coincidental that he did it after markets closed on Friday uh, because right. he didn't want the conversation during their um, their uh, financial presentation this on Monday to be entirely about him. And it still was partially about him because there was still stuff trickling in and stuff. But... I'm on uh, way. But it, it did help soften that, especially when the reports came out on Monday that, you know, that they were investigating in $14 million in, in money was misallocated and not reported as expenses and yada, 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 right? Uh, do I think it's for the best of the company? Yes, 100%. On a creative uh, level or on a level? I think it's on every level, right? Um, I mean, obviously, on the sexual misconduct level, it's it's yeah. for the best of the company. I think it's for the best of the company on pretty much every level, and and that really comes down to this. Um, I think Vince McMahon had gotten stagnant in his business sense. Um, he was a product of the '70s and '80s business models. And if you look at all of the big business deals that they've done in the past couple of years, they've all been Nick Khan deals. Yeah. Um, Which is why why the the it's part of the reason he's a uh, not an EVP. He's actually a co CEO mm -hmm. um, because of his great deals that he had. It, it's not just WWE that, that Nick Khan was involved in. No. Um, he had great deals with the SEC. He had great deals with with um, Oh, Major League Baseball, I think he's with. Uh, he was an agent for many, many entertainers in the sports industry, um, whether they were whether they were people who uh, were talent on ESPN or things of that sort. So Nick Khan has an acumen in the in, in the sports and sports entertainment category and that in terms of how to put together a deal. And so that's the the big change that the the reason to keep Nick Khan. Um, I know that a lot of people get annoyed and think he's a Vince guy. No, he's he's a business guy. He's an entertainment and in the um, athletic arena guy. Um, the hardest thing for Dana White to admit is he's probably not 
guy to be the CEO of UFC. Mm-hmm. He was the best guy to take over the UFC when he bought it. But at this juncture, he's actually probably not the best CEO for UFC. That, that's um, a, a very good point. You you don't just because you're not the best option now doesn't mean you weren't at one point the best option. Correct. Vince McMahon Nick Khan was would not have been point. the best option in in 2002. No, and and more specifically, Vince McMahon at one point was the best option, just like you said with Dana White. Vince McMahon made WWE what it is, right? Right. Uh, it would not be where it is today without that. However, I don't. Well, I hope that hot take gets us Dana White chewing our butts. Yeah, on socials. Should Should I throw a fuck you, Dana White? Does that help? No, Maybe? it's no. just. I mean, <laughs> until Dana White gave up some control to other people, he he. I mean, they stagnated for a short while in UFC. Yeah. Um. WWE's been stagnating much longer than UFC did. Should, should I go after Joe Rogan then? See if we can get him to. Oh, Joe Rogan won't give a shit. I'd say fuck yeah. you, Joe Rogan. Bro, he didn't give a shit about fucking. He was Spotify, the world's largest like, version of this. So, <laughs> just saying, I'm just trying, man. Throwing shit at the wall. Um, SEC filing today showed Vince McMahon forfeited thirty-eight point five one. 38,519 shares of unvested WWE stock today. Um, That is... Forfeited it. Yeah. That is... um, What does that mean? He just let it go? He sold? um, No. It it became WWE's property. Yeah. It uh, would have a market value of just under 2.7 million, and it was equal to about 0.1% of his... WWE ownership. Ha! Right. He still owns 27.8 million shares of WWE stock and retains his voting power. So he's still See, so he's still majority, shareholder. yeah, shareholder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I told that's you what, his thing must have been in the 80 uh he's got to be in the 80 range, man. No, he, he was 50 51% and now he's 50.9%. Right? Um, it's okay. still above 50. Right. He, th- again, this was 0.1%. This was right. That's this crazy. was such a small fraction of it. You know, he he could have been at 50.2% and still have voting power. I feel like I'm going to go oh. buy WWE stock tomorrow. <laughs> Got to wait till the market's open. I don't want to put my bid in now and then it randomly goes up like crazy and I get fucked. <laughs> Get fucked. Anyways, I think it'll be good in the long run for the business. I think it'll be good in the short run for the business. I think it's good for all brands, too. I think it's Mm -hmm. actually good for AEW. However, it does mean that Tony Khan doesn't get the likes of uh, every single guy who doesn't want to work with Vince anymore. Well, yeah, that's that's a a very good point on this. Here's what's going to happen now. Uh, the reports have already started trickling in that morale backstage at WWE is up. Up, yeah. Right, people are people are more happy to work there, less worried about their jobs all the time. Mm. Um, and and reports just as little as a few weeks ago were that morale was really really low. Right. Imagine your contract negotiation with Christopher Daniels or Triple H. Which one are you more starstruck during? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> but even more than that, like, uh, I was going to put Christopher Daniels into the play, huh? A- oh, a- 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 I just got shit on him a little right bit, man. AEW's <laughs> taking some knocks right now in, in the uh, talent relations thing yep. right now. So, um, but, but yeah, no, it, it's, I think there's going to be less turnover in WWE, uh, which will help the WWE product. I think AEW um, is going to have to step their game up a little bit more if they want to keep recruiting top talent. Oh, yeah. Um, Khan's negotiation skills are going to have to fucking go up high. It's no longer like, come with us or, you know, go with Vince. He does no I, longer has that. You know, every report I've heard about about Tony Khan's uh, pitch has has always been it's it's really up there. He's a good negotiator. I mean, he's got a history in both American football and soccer, um, you know, with negotiating with with the the talent to come for their free agent deals yada yada yada. i think i think in terms of negotiation he'll be fine it's the product is going to have to be something that attracts people right um and the product has been attracting people fairly well recently right but i think that's because the comparison was you know well you wwe's product is really kind of crappy now they they're not featuring as many people anymore uh they're cutting people regularly like 60 people cut in one day sort of a thing right um and because of that you know people were more apt to come but now things going to be bearded uh, for six months yeah Crazy Cal has a question for JLB. Is Ryback ever going back? No. Uh, I don't see them taking Ryback at all anywhere. I think he's a horrible PR move for any company that he goes to. Um, the guy is just so salty, and he's rubbed a lot of he's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Just check out his Twitter. Um, I don't want to be promoting his Twitter. But I mean, his actions and words certainly speak for themselves, and he's a crybaby bitch. So yeah. I don't think he's going deal. anywhere anytime soon. He he had a better shot of going back to WWE when Vince was still there, because he was still a big guy, and Vince likes the big guys, right? Right. Uh, Vince not being in charge in WWE anymore does I don't want to say hurt, but does lessen the big guys' chances. Not just Ryback, but other big guys like Braun Strowman. Uh, you know, we actually talked the other night on on who would be most affected by this, and I didn't think about this, but I thought, but just now I realized this actually really affects Brian Cage, who hasn't found his home in AEW. Um, yeah, I think may I not think be the right piece for WWE. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think. Trips I think would Brian- take him. I think trips, I think would, trips would take him, but I do also think I think we're about to see a resurgence with Brian Cage, um, not just AEW, but maybe Ring of Honor, because uh, remember the whole Tully Blanchard Enterprises was featuring him at the top of it. Do we know um, why he left? Because apparently Tully is now officially out of AEW. Uh, Tully no showed Death Before Dishonor. 
Right, but it um, wasn't due to anything of thing. Like, apparently he's he just, not there anymore. He just didn't get on his flight. No, but, like, he's not part of the company anymore. Because, because he, he didn't, didn't get, get, on, get his on, on his flight. <laughs> he no-showed, and and Tony was like, dude, you can't do that. You're out, right? Oh, snap. Okay. Um, You just flat-out no-show. He had, he had to rewrite an entire section of creative because he had a whole plan for... The Tully Blanchard in now. Fortunately, he had Prince Nana there to uh, come in, and and it might actually be for the best in terms of Ring of Honor because Prince Nana has a history with Ring of Honor, right? And so it kind of keeps that lineage there. Um, but I I suspect we will see a lot more from Brian Cage in either AEW or Ring of Honor here in the near future. <clears throat> um, but probably Ring of Honor. I'm thinking. They're going to give him kind of a fresh start there. Uh, let him be the big beast in Ring of Honor for a while. Um, uh, that that team, though, with Khan and... Um, God, what's the other guy's name? That team with Khan, who are you talking about? The, the, the rest of the team in Tully Blanchard. Uh, oh, well, it was uh, Gresham, but he wants out of his contract. Um, Con is the big one because it was Con and another player, dude. Yeah, no, Con's uh, not the basketball player. That's Satnam Singh. Con, oh shit! What... I don't know. <laughs> I really Jas- don't. Jasper Con. He was in Ring of Honor. He wrestled on on AEW Dark. I pointed him out to you a couple times because he's got the look. Um, <clears throat> Toa Leona. That's the other guy. Um, and so they, they're now a tag team and I can't remember what the, uh, what they called the name of the tag team. You can look that up. Uh, crazy Cal has a question for us. Apparently. Who do you think should beat Roman? I'm assuming is what he's saying is for the championship. Um, well, that, that's going to be something that we're going to talk about a bit when we get into fantasy booking here, because I think that's really uh, what we're going to really kind of fantasy book here. Um, but in terms of who who do I think should beat Roman for the championships, um, I don't think, I, I think it should be multiple people. I think they need to go back to the split championships. Or, I mean, I guess if they want to have a, a single championship, get down to one belt, damn it. Quit carrying around two belts. And just get him on both. Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, it looks pretty powerful, though. Looks stupid. For a short period of time, it looks powerful. And then eventually it just looks stupid. I mean, Theory, your daddy's not here, so you ain't going to beat me. Love that. (laughs) That was a good promo. That was was coming out swinging with... uh, Swinging straight with it. Um... Written I, probably by somebody whose daddy isn't there anymore. Yes, very probably. <laughs> or at least approved by somebody yeah. whose either so, father-in-law or father is not yeah. there anymore. So, so because uh, I watched Raw last night, and I know JLB wasn't able to watch it live because uh, right. he texted me at one point. He said, how was Raw? Here, here's what it came down. There was no like major changes, right? It wasn't night and day, and I didn't expect it to be. Because right. it's going to be a gradual thing. Uh, what it was apparent, and and reports today kind of uh, agreed with it, 
is that there was no Vince McMahon came in and threw out the script moment, right? So the script now was was written by the writers and approved and maybe tweaked in some ways by a person with wrestling knowledge and then sent out and they did it based on the script. And that's what we're going to start seeing more of is a cohesive narrative because the scripts are being written and not trashed and changed on the day um, entirely. Um, and it's so not to say that they aren't getting changed. No, they, they're getting tweaked. Correct. You know, instead of trashed. Um, and, that, and that's what it comes down to, is a more cohesive thing. You know, uh, a, a writer uh, anonymously reported that when writing for Vince McMahon, he wouldn't remember storylines from week to week. Right? He didn't even remember some people's names. Yeah. You know, like writers' names and stuff. He didn't remember them, and and so he. Uh, that's part of why it was so up and down is because he'd start a storyline and the next week, he wouldn't remember that it was the storyline, and so he'd write something else. He'd trash that storyline and do something else. And we're gonna have a more cohesive thing now. Do I think we're gonna suddenly see six month long storylines? Um, or three or two year long storylines like AEW sometimes does. No, but I do I think? Well, I think you got to gradually longer. get into that. But though, do I think we're going to eventually, maybe by the end of this year, start to see two month long storylines that are planned out, not just thrown together? You know, yeah, that's what mm -hmm. I think is going to happen. I think we're going to start seeing a storyline planned where. Uh, Something at Survivor Series affects what happens at the uh, uh, December pay-per-view and then leads into something in January. And if they do day one again at day one, you know, a two-month-long mm -hmm. cohesive storyline. Um, but that's, again, that's a gradual change. And frankly, that's going to be a change that we don't even notice is happening until it's happened, you know? Right. Um, do I think... We're going to see uh, like an instant shift away from certain storylines. No, um, but do I do I also think we're going to start seeing some people that we think have been misused drastically start to get some shots? Yes, like Finn Balor. I mean, Trips was behind making him the NXT champion for a long time. Um, then he comes to the main roster and he becomes the first Universal champion. And then has to forfeit it due to an injury, right? And then never has really gotten back in the main event spotlight. Right. Like, he's, he's tiptoed to it. They'd give him, like, like uh, you know, I remember it was about a year ago. Um, they hinted at a program between him and Roman for the title. Uh, and then he had, like, one match and lost it and then was out, you know? Um, do I think we're going to start to see a more cohesive storyline with him potentially maybe being back in the main event? Yeah. Um, do I think we're going to see a better treatment of uh, Champa now? On I think so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right? But I don't think it's going to be night and day, um, at least not immediately. It's going to be a gradual sort of a things are a little tweaks here. But I think a lot of that's going to be as the writer's room gets used to writing for someone who actually cares what they're writing. 
instead of I'm going to come in and just throw it all away. So we've talked for a long time before getting to the fantasy booking. So let's actually fantasy book something here. And the fantasy booking I was going to give, I'll start off because it works really well with what I was saying. It's if you were Triple H, what are the five changes that you would institute immediately? And they can be on-screen changes, off backstage changes, you know, whatever. But what are the five things that you would change now that you're in charge of creative? I would change NXT back to black and gold. I would automatically revert that back. Uh, give it that more hard-hitting feel. USA wants TV 14. Let's give them TV 14 for NXT completely. Um, let's make that happen. <clears throat> uh, did you want to go back and forth, uh, Fabe, or you want me to just give my five? So you, bud. Okay. Um, next, I would, I would um, get rid of the 24-7 championship. I don't think that it is needed. Or they got to drastically change it. I liked um, Fabe's idea of maybe making it more of a, like you get a notification on your phone and, oh, something happened. Look at WWE's YouTube video, blah, 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 blah. Um, so they would have to drastically change that. Um, getting rid of this unification for a tag team and the world. I, uh, the WWE titles, I think you need to just split that up completely or you make it one championship, one tag, one, uh, one universal, and they go on both shows, thus making it more look like a very prestige title and not everyone just gets a title. Everyone's Oprah Winfrey over here. You get a title, you get a title, you get a title. Um, I also do seeing the big picture being a lot more with smaller guys. I see Ricochet getting a huge push. I see Sami Zayn perhaps getting a huge push. Kevin Owens um, getting really back into that title frame again. Um, for God's sakes, do something with Tazawa, man. That's just an own personal little thing that I want. But Jesus Christ, I think you're going to see a lot more of the... Younger guys, and I, I, th I think you're going to see Braun Baker in the Braun Breaker in the Braun Breaker, Ron, Braun, Ron, Braun, Braun Breaker in the uh, main division, Raw and SmackDown. I also think you're going to get Karrion Cross back because I know Triple H was very high on Karrion Cross, and if Triple H can also get Karrion Cross back, uh, I think that would be uh, an ingenious re-signing. Bray Wyatt, perhaps, um, since Wyatt is nowhere to be found anywhere. And I think Triple H would let Bray do what Bray does. Um, there was reports that Triple H had a meeting before Raw saying that, hey, guys, I want open communication. It wanted to be very transparent. And I want you guys to have fun while you're here. Sure, this is all well, good, said and done. But we've seen what he's done with NXT. We've seen how a lot of superstars were so loyal to Triple H. I believe if Triple H was in power, Adam Cole wouldn't have went anywhere. Uh, Daniel Bryan maybe wouldn't have went anywhere. Uh, there's a lot of superstars that might not have left. Uh, we very well will see probably Johnny Gargano back in WWE for sure now. 
him and Triple H and Gargano fucking were like the best of friends on top of that. Uh, Gargano main roster. And I see Gargano in that title picture reign. Um, I don't see Roman leaving anytime soon. Roman is very popular, though. I think Roman will still do his thing. Um, I just don't know uh, if you necessarily need a title for it. Rock Roman, that's still going to go on. I wonder what The Rock thinks about everything that's happening. Um, but, I mean, that's a different story at a different time. Um, but, yeah, those are kind of my things. So NXT revamping back to black and gold since it's TV 14. Uh, I see re-signings of Karrion Cross and Bray Wyatt. Um, I see a lot more of the smaller guys being pushed, such as Ricochet, um, Sami Zayn, um, Tozawa out of my own personal preference. And um, I want to see Tommaso Ciampa versus uh, versus Gargano next week on Raw, just because I know it could happen because it's Trips, baby. And Trips would love to give that to us. Or heck, Gargano and, Ta- and Ciampa teaming up as DIY again. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And I don't see NXT being a lower brand, but of an actual equal to um, to Raw and SmackDown. Heck, might even be a higher brand if NXT is going to be possibly facing AEW's All Out on September 4th, because apparently they have a premium event on the 4th as well. Not WWE confirmed, but some source had saw it on a schedule thing that NXT was going to have a premium event on the same date. So we shall see what happens. And I'm excited for a Triple H era. And those are the first things I would do. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was so excited. What's with that answer? That should be more. Oh, my God. Well, I'm just going to point out, you kept saying, I see this, I see that, as if you were answering what Triple H would do. I wanted to know what you would do. That's that's where I go, "Mm mm-hmm, okay. Well, that's what I would do. Okay, we're going to move on. DA Fabe, what would you do? Well, I'm going to be under the impression that uh, I am not Cher, so I can't turn back time. So I'm going to start off with colors don't fucking matter. Um, The product that's behind those colors in NXT, I would drop the name 2.0, just because 2.0 sounds fucking stupid. Right. Um, but I, I would probably, in regards to NXT, I would probably rebrand that as um, talent-wise and development-wise. Still, as a developmental product that's on main television. So this is the this is the triple A's of of uh, WWE. Um, yes, there's the ma- the major leagues. There's the there's the major of the two products. But we would go back to that being a triple A's. It is not. It is a valid final destination, but it is not the final destination. There's a lot of people who have really great careers in Major League Baseball um, in the AAAs um, Mm. and get paid very, very well to do so. I think that's okay to do with NXT. I think that's a smart move to do with NXT. I think it's a poor decision to shit on um, the changes you've made because it it definitively devalues that product and the existing wrestlers. 
And so that's got to be a gradual transition. So that's that's what I would do is have that gradual transition. And I would be almost immediately in contact with the likes of Major League Wrestling, um, the likes of uh, um, Zello Pro and, and, and products like that that are out there that, you know, hey, we want to make this a working relationship with you, number one, for your developmentals, and number two, um, for the fact that we're going to steal some of your people at some point and when their contracts end. And we want this to be a good working relationship where you're not pissed off that that person leaves you and comes to us. And so we want to hype your product as well. Um, it's kind of that minor league that we talked about in the past where I talked about four regions developing into the bigger stuff. And and maybe they do that, not televised, um, but maybe they do that. Um, the business side of me says that, uh, that I can't really see Triple H making the business decisions. Um, I'd love to fantasy book what, what Stephanie and Nick do here. And I really do think that, that creating a regional, um, developmental project with the ability to stream and streaming abilities that exist. I think that that's a smart move, especially if you can get NBC to be on board with, with Peacock and have, you know, this is the Northwest region. This is the North, uh, Southwest region or however they break them down. You can do the Pacific, um, Great Plains Mountain, um, Northeast and Southwest, Southeast. That's probably the best for population breakdowns. That would be the move I'd make in terms of not Triple H related. Um, just that way their developmental becomes a lot stronger. Um, in terms of, of WDBE as a product creative, uh, that NXT move is just a slow transition. Um, what do we got here? I don't worry. Send just, them to bed. Just talking smack. Don't I, worry about I, it. I like bagels. Bagels are great. But then yeah, she to says bed. bagels. Bags. Do you know anyone who says, she says bagels? She says bagels that get the hell off. Right? <laughs> get the fuck out of here. The, the second move I make is the next Brock Lesnar. Not Brock, not Roman, but the, the second, the number two guy. I figure out. Probably fucking Lashley. It could be. It could easily be Bobby Lashley. And the reason I do that is I want to figure out who on my roster can carry the same load that, that Roman does, the same load that that, um, that John Cena carried for a while and had a number two guy. And because I think you do need to do the brand, brand split. I think it's valuable to have that be a whole fucking year and, um, and, and not have them crossing over all the damn time. Right. Um, I think there's just some serious value to that. And and I don't think you have to pay as much. Bagu, get the fuck out. Bagu. Bagu. Okay. Bagu. Get the fuck out of here. Um, anyway, so that's that's my thought process is I wanna I wanna find out who my other guy is. Personally, I think it's Drew McIntyre. I think Drew McIntyre puts on the he best public it. public show. I think Bobby's just a little old for it. And that's the only reason I would say that. Bobby's probably only got about 10, 10 to twelve years left in his tank. And you need a guy who can who at the end of ten to twelve years after holding the title a couple times can still carry things. Um that said, I'm wrong about that, and I know I'm wrong about that because um, one. I think Drew might the, be older. Drew's uh, no, Drew, Drew's Bobby's 37. 44. Bobby's 44. So, oh shit. So, okay. Um, 
the 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 other piece to that is that I also know 100% that I'm wrong because uh, at the end of the day, Dwayne The Rock Johnson was six years of professional wrestling and, you know, uh, yeah. kind of carried the at least the public image of that quite a bit. Um, as did Stone Cold, and so I want to figure out how to how to pack that main event picture with guys that can move that title around with um, on two different brands, um, and it may be somebody you don't we don't normally think of. It it doesn't have to be a long haired uh, white or or Polynesian person. It could easily be a bald black man. It could easily be um, a small. Uh, Irish man, it could easily be lots of different people, but you want it to be somebody who can both charismatically live outside the persona of the ring and charismatically live inside the persona of the ring. One of the things we found about Stone Cold is he doesn't live outside the persona of the ring well, or not even close to as well as Sam McFoley did. Um, McFoley actually outside the ring was more charismatic than Stone Cold. And so... Um, and The Rock was the most charismatic of all of them at that time. We found that Mark Calloway had a lot of charisma in the locker room, but hardly any in terms of of face-to-face because he maintained his kayfabe. That doesn't mean he actually wasn't charismatic. It just meant that you weren't going to put him in interviews on a regular basis because he was maintaining kayfabe all the time. So I, I try to figure out who those five or six guys are for each brand. So I, I guess that's two. I start the brand split and make it more uh, the the wall thicker. I should say is that is that that's fair. Yeah, two C's thick. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so uh, I, I, that's that's uh... okay, Daddy. You got interrupted by our fucking combo there. Right? I don't even know. <laughs> like I said, if you're watching on, for the people watching on uh, YouTube and on, Fernando's not here tonight on his normal. Oh, he'll be back. On his normal uh, Facebook look. Fernando, we're missing you, bud. Yeah. Anyway. Fernando. Uh, it was something in we the like air. him. He, he's, the, he's the best 101 questions guy. Just so everybody knows, this the comment section in, on Twitter is getting pretty fucking filthy. <laughs> so um, go check Twitter. Go enjoy. It. Have some Twitch, fun. Holy yes. shit. Um. So um, there are. So I guess that's three. I, I I find the multiple guys, and it doesn't have to be John Cena trying to trying to go against high mid cars over and over and over again. Um, it needs to be ideally you need a, a Kurt Angle, a, a Stone Cold, a Rock, a Mankind, uh, Undertaker, a Kane. The, you know, mm. Just so many high level competitors on each brand that you can really do something with it. Um, the fourth thing I do is I try to solidify uh, the championships through the caliber of those athletes. So it can be a surprise having an edge win the world title with the or a theory beat beat Roman. I don't think theory is the one to beat Roman, just so everybody knows. <laughs> um, not yet. Definitely. Not yet. No. I, I, I and I'm not saying theory won't win it. I'm just saying that's a good way to start the the title moving around. Theory winning it winning the title right before Elimination Chamber 
would be gold. That's a really good move because it makes people think he's going to WrestleMania in the main event and that he loses an Elimination Chamber. Um, smart move. The Elimination Chamber was originally designed as an opportunity to really start building people and, and featuring them. Um, every year we seem to put in people who nobody really thinks is viable in that match. Um, and I would include Kofi in that, even though I consider now Kofi a viable championship contender. Um, but at the end of the day, so often we were putting Kofi in. In fact, we had him get slammed and beaten up by Edge to, to have the opportunity to be in uh, the Elimination Chamber when Edge won the Elimination Chamber. So I think that's a that's a really good chance to start building people. Um, that's that's probably number three is know know what you're doing with your feature matches. Um, I'm not going to say don't have a pay per view for them uh, because I think they have to for a short while. Mm-hmm. But I think you can eliminate Hell in a Cell in Elimination Chamber, and you actually develop that as there's so many fucking contenders. We have to have an Elimination Chamber. Um. I think that that's the other piece to to Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell, you need to build grudges for Hell in a Cell. And Smarks and I have talked about this numerous times on the podcast, as I think JLB has uh, with us, is those need to those matches don't need to be done away with. They need to be done correctly. Um, I would contest that Money in the Bank is not one that needs to be thrown away. I know Smarks disagrees with me, but I would actually say Money in the Bank's a good one to have as a pay-per-view between SummerSlam and uh, and uh, Survivor Series because there's such a long stretch there without a really great uh, contenders match. Um, it also opens up the door to now have Royal Rumble getting that, that world title shot at WrestleMania, and you can really get some great surprises at WrestleMania, or you can not. You can get great surprises in uh, Survivor Series. I mean... Mind you, that could mean Roman has the, just as an example for right now, that could mean Roman has the uh, the uh, bloodline featuring Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn and one other person going up against a group of five. And it could be Roman one on five at that juncture. And if you have Roman one on five at that juncture, that really opens the door that that money in the bank is there. You know, especially if it's on the other team. You know, that guy can go, hold on, and jump in and cover him after the five of them all attack. So that's that's those are those are the types of stories you can build. So I, I do think that the matches have to make sense. Those feature matches need to make sense. Um money in the bank needs to be guys who are desperate for an opportunity to move into the main event picture. So desperate that they would jump off of a twenty foot ladder in the middle of the <laughs> right. and attack other people. What are you laughing? At? Laughing at bitch. So desperate. Oh, they are. That's what a mid carter is. It's desperate to move into the main event. That's fair. All right. I mean, you watch your watch an interview of a UFC or boxing guy who's ranked sixth. That dude is begging goes for a chance yeah, to fight yeah, yeah, yeah. the number two or three guy so that he can get his chance. He will fucking throw N-bombs out to try and get that, to try and get enough heat that, that somebody goes, fine, you can fight him. After calling him that, he's going to beat the hell out of you. You know? 
Like they'll do anything they can to get that attention. And that's the way it needs to be portrayed. Um, and with, with money in the bank, I guess that's technically a fifth one. Cause I, I really broke down elimination chamber and hell in a cell, not being their own event and money in the bank being just the best opportunity. It's, it really is a better opportunity than Royal rumble. Money in the bank is. I would say so. And I think so. they, I dare I say they should maybe reverse the roles. Money in the Bank should be a shot at WrestleMania because it's long enough where it's a thing and they can build no, it into something. No, I disagree. No, the, the, reason, the, reason, the reason Royal Rumble is is because everybody's in it and anybody can win it based on good, their seating yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and it gives you WrestleMania. Yeah. The reason Money in the Bank is, is potentially more powerful then is the title not is, WrestleMania is well and more specifically it gives you a title but also the cash in any time yes space, including potentially WrestleMania but maybe right. not if it's far maybe. enough removed you may have wasted your chance to try and get a WrestleMania moment mm-hmm. and that's really what what a lot of people think about Seth it's a, the other spot you could put it because SummerSlam is all the way in August you could put it as the May per, May pay-per-view, and then you have all year. And then you're going, if you go up to WrestleMania, you're literally sitting there going, this is my last chance. Mm-hmm. So you're forcing yourself into a WrestleMania spot mm-hmm. where you may or may not have a champion who you think you can beat. But in the who end... maybe went up against Rey Mysterio, who won the, the Royal Rumble, and squashed the fuck out of him. You know, or, he, or whatever. Here's what it comes down to. The winner of the Royal Rumble gets a spotlight for three months. Yep. The winner of Money in the Bank potentially can be in the spotlight for a year. Right. Right. And that's why they, Money in the Bank... They are capable of guaranteeing themselves a world title. They can go out there and beat him and tase him and until he's unconscious and tape his body to the mat... Turn in, the, turn in the case, and then lay down on the guy. But, but again, know? like I say, it's it's all about that potential for a full year, which yes. they've been wasting a lot, especially in the women's division. Yes. I'm still so pissed at the way they've treated Money in the Bank of the women's division. It's, well, I mean, it got lived the championship, though. It got lived the championship, that's fine. But it wasted the chance for Liv to have a run as Money in the Bank winner. Yeah, um, and then still get the championship, right? I think Trips would have changed that. I, I think now we are no longer going to see if Trips is still in power in uh, a year from now. We are no longer going to see this woman cash in so abruptly and right away. I think that's. I, I think. I think we get actually a little bit better featuring on the women's division. They I would definitely so need to hire some women um, at. Backstage, like some seventeen female competitors in the entire roster. It's not very many. Oh, you mean wrestlers? Okay, yeah, wrestlers. Um, I'm sure Smarks is looking at that based on the way he turned his head to a screen. Yeah, I have, I have um, a thing thing up here, uh, so I'm I'm gonna count. And so I think one. I mean, ah, ah, if ah, I was two, if if I ah, haven't ah. given a fifth one, that would be my fifth one. Is get get enough competitors to fill out your divisions. Stick fill and, out and, your divisions. God, you gotta make it dirty. Misogyny, gentlemen. Misogyny. Twenty-five women on the main roster. Twenty-five, um, and then a shit ton on the NXT NXT. roster. So, 
I think the the last thing is to fill out the divisions. Fill out. Okay, thank you again. Um, <laughs> I make the perverted jokes, not you. I figured I'd we we change roles. <laughs> so um, by filling out the divisions, I mean leave your fucking tag teams alone for a while, right? I mean, leave your women's wrestlers alone. And give me like a woman's tag team again. Like, fuck. Well, you have to have a roster big enough to do it. Because if you have four titles in the women's divisions, two main card titles, uh, main card singles titles, and a tag title, you, you, you actually have a sixth of your roster holding titles. <laughs> That's really, really hard. To, to just rotate well and and more importantly yeah one in six you're gonna face the same person one in six matches if they all have the same rotation you've got to have probably a 40 woman roster 20 on each one i'm i'm gonna say right now with the roster they have i'm fine with them forgetting the tag division in the women's for a while well focusing on the singles here's the other piece if you're gonna solidify the the brand split and I'm not saying to give women less time. I'm saying if you roll the women's division to Raw, where there's three hours, and just run a couple singles matches on SmackDown until your roster is big enough, then you can do a tag division. Um, unify those women's titles, and you have the person to do it who is over with the fans, though Smarks and I both do not like her, and JLB is less keen on her than, than the average fan. But Ronda Rousey's the person to unify those. Or Bex. Either one of those two can unify those. Or um, Baszler. Holy shit, bro. Shayna Baszler, yeah. Dude. That's that's actually that a really great move wanted? to have her be the one who beats Ronda to unify the titles. If you put a title back on Ronda. So that those are the types of moves I would make. I, they're they're more so generalized moves now. because I can't tell you how I'd write any individual storyline. I guess the first thing I'd do is I'd tell Brock Lesnar he's losing at SummerSlam. That's the number one thing I would do. And the reason I would tell Brock Lesnar he's losing at SummerSlam is because I don't know if he's going to stay. Right. Because he's already said he didn't want to stay. Well, but then he came and did it. I think that might. I suspicion half the reason he came back is they told him he's winning at SummerSlam. Uh, or he knows that it's going to cost him a boatload. Well, yeah, breach of contract. I, I, sure. I, I, frankly, I. I feel like that's more it the, than the hey, stories, you're winning. The stories have always said that that Brock Lesnar will will do almost anything if he's convinced that it makes sense for the storyline. Right, um, so the money's not the. I mean, he's he gets the money, and if there's a, a fine for him not showing up, that's one thing. But I think the other thing would be selling him on the storyline. And if you say, "Hey, listen, listen, I know you're angry about the Vince McMahon thing. I know you're angry and everything." I guess my plans. My guess is Vince at, probably made the phone call. Yeah, that, there's probably a little bit of that, but. So. Or I mean, Vince maybe just talked to him and said, "Hey, pal." Don't yeah. uh, don't that's get sued over this. Yeah, that's what Faith said. Oh, okay, but to Brock, I'm referring to, not to like Steph and like. Hey, that's exactly what I said. Oh, Vince okay. called Brock and said, "Hey, you have a you have a duty, and I'm still a shareholder, big shareholder. Mm. I'll give you half the profits." <laughs> 
I, but I don't know that he has the I still to also, do that either. I still also think that they told him here, the plan always was for you to win at SummerSlam. Ugh. Well, we'll see. And I hope I'm wrong because I don't want him. But I mean, yeah, I'm just glad he came what, back and it wasn't number four Goldberg. for you, Fabe. Uh, no, I think he's five. done. There's, there's that five? Yeah, five or no, six. Five. Yeah, I did a lot of different things there. Um, um, in, in terms of like, we talked at one point. You mentioned the next, the next Brock Lesnar, right? I mean, frankly, the next viable contender for yeah. And so, I mean, frankly, you know, I mean, Big E is is someone should he come back should he be able to make it back and 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 has every ounce of that charisma that we just talked about every ounce to do to do that right um cody rhodes yeah uh we got two guys but those are both injured right seth Uh, seth yeah seth um i do i do think that finn balor could be on that list too yeah um but it, it needs to be it needs to be not just I have confidence in them as in terms of Triple H, Stephanie, and Nick. It needs to be everyone has confidence in them. Yeah. And and that's where Roman was or Roman is. And that's if you put Roman in a public event, he's very, 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 very charismatic. Um, um Brock is charismatic hateable <laughs> and <laughs> but still draws people for a public public event. Really, more importantly, do you have somebody who 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 is a a Dwayne the Rock Johnson, a Kurt Angle, a Stone Cold Steve Austin, who you can put at events, a John Cena, who you can put at events like you can Roman, because you need multiple faces for that. And we've said this numerous times before. That's really a testament to how great John Cena was that he did it all by himself, mm-hmm. that he was the face of the company by himself for several years though we would say there was wrestlers who were just as good randy orton um uh cm punk in terms of in the ring man if you wanted a public event you wanted that guy to have wristbands on doing this yeah so um uh we mentioned before braun breaker braun breaker i think, I think he might have that roster ability. and he might have that ability um that's definitely a potential uh yeah there. um you know, I, I Walter maybe, but I don't just Gunther, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Con- I don't know Walter, if, <laughs> I don't know if he's got the charisma that you want. I that, think that's not saying he's not a, a good personality and everything. Yeah, but his, I just think he lands more in that in that uh, that Undertaker role. And no, yeah. I'm not saying as a character, just in, in terms of if he was in person, uh, you want him to be in character. You and I'm going to throw out a wild card general. name here. Uh, Kofi? So, someone, uh, he's, he's, he's potentially in there, but no, there's a wild card because he's he's very unproven um, overall in the <laughs> ring, but he's got the charisma, and that's Rick Boogs. Mm. Um, yeah, my name is Rick Boogs. Boogs. Uh, he's got so much charisma. He reminds me of like a bigger Rick Rude. Mm-hmm. So much charisma just oozing out of him. He just uh, unfortunately is out with a torn quad right now. Yeah. So we'll see on him. Um, you know, in the future, Solo Sokoa coming up from, from NXT. Maybe Baron Corbin. Maybe Baron Corbin. I don't uh, know. He's, he's, he's more of a Brock Lesnar type in terms of the fact that if you met him face to face, you'd still hate him. Yeah, 
Uh, Roderick Strong, given the right sort of character, maybe he's a little milk Adam toast, but yeah, Adam Cole Bebe could have absolutely been. Oh that. my Johnny God. Gargano, maybe I don't. I do think Johnny Gargano's headed back. I think that phone call has been made already, which actually leads me to my FBI. If you guys want to do it, hit us. So, oh! you don't want to you don't want to do it yet. No, he's no, being I, hit. I was just, I was just being hit. That's okay. All that so, um, I'm gonna start by opening my, my. Nope. Open your pack. Pack. See what you got. Uh, and I, at the end, I'm gonna actually show you uh, doing unboxing as well tonight because I did one the other night. Oh yeah. Who's Johnny Hungy? Who replaced you? As a stand-in. It's okay because I got him right back there. He's in the ring with. Uh, Sting with Edge. Oh. It does make me wonder if my Sting had cards in it and I accidentally threw it out. <gasps> uh, no, the the Sting one didn't have cards because the cards started coming in the unmatched series, not okay. the unrivaled. So, oh my gosh, I'm so excited! I got a Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson. So you want to go ahead and say it for me, there, Smarks? Crap! Who the fuck is this? <laughs> I think he just got a win on NXT yesterday or tonight. I, I've got a I've got a Blair Davenport, formerly known as. Do you know who Blair Davenport was? Who who the fuck is this? Blair Davenport used to, uh, be uh, married to, uh, Darby Allen. She was uh, B Priestley. T- oh, this is B Priestley. Mm-hmm. She was on NXT UK. So Montez Ford. That's a good one. That's yeah. one I like. You know, I did play Patty with him. Dude, one I think Montez Ford is getting uh, a big push. Just dude, from yeah. I think could, potentially I just don't want them to break up the Street Profits. Yeah. I think uh, Street Profits can be a new day sort of group where they get singles runs at the same time as their, you know what I mean? Instead of and my very first green series, Jack Star. Who the fuck and is this? Who, Who the fuck is this? But he's well, green. But he is green. So if he's a big deal someday, Jack Stars. Jack Stars. Yep. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, so I can't even look him up. I hope he gets to be a big deal someday. Anyway, that card <laughs> might be worth actually worth something. Um, so my challenge to you guys is to book the first five phone calls made to talent, current or previous, by um, somebody in talent relations. You don't have to use Triple H. You can use Nick Khan. You can use um, you can use Kevin Dunn if you want. Uh, and and kind of how those phone calls went. And I'm going to start with Smart Susie's on screen. Okay, let's see here. Because you know there's been calls made to talent already. You know there has. Especially for agents like Johnny Gargano. Yeah. I don't. I don't one hundred percent know Johnny Gargano's gotten the call. I'm. 
Well, I Here's mean, you the of deal. course don't know 100%. Well, no, but I'm, I'm not confident <laughs> that he got the call yet. and Or more specifically, I'm not confident that he... Um, uh, would would take the take the shot right now because I think he knows even with trips in charge of the main roster his his main roster run is going to be limited because WWE is still going to be a big man's game and he's still going to be undersized for it. Um, these are these also can be talent calls to them. Yeah. So this can so. be this can be Braun Strowman calling Nick Khan and Nick Khan going, dude, we're we're fucking out, man. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think Braun Strowman might might have already called, uh, quite possibly. Um, I'm sure Ryback has tried to call. <laughs> That's legit, right there. Hey, Trips, uh, Vince isn't there anymore. Uh, you think I could get my job back? Uh, no, you're a fucking idiot. Maybe you should stop posting on Twitter and TikTok and be a fucking man about things and like call this and talk to us straight up. Go and by the than that, go fuck yourself. Ciao. This by the way, current... you're still not getting your shit back because you're a crybaby bitch. Bye. This can be current talent. You're they, they, they called Ricochet and said, "Hey, be prepared. You're going to get a world title shot here in the next year." You know, whatever it may be, you, you <laughs> choose your five calls to talent and how those calls went, what the offer was, who responded, how they responded. Second here. Da, 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 da. Do you want to go first, JB? Well, I think first and foremost, they so called Sasha Banks. I think that's a smart move. I think they called both Sasha Banks and Naomi. I think Triple H would want to get uh, Jay back on good terms, or whoever the hell is married to Naomi, back on good terms. Uh, and get everyone happy there. I think Triple H is going to try and make this a happier place again. So he's definitely calling back Sasha Banks. Hey, sorry, everything that happened. I do get it. And you know what, guys? If you give me another shot, uh, the the we're we're gonna re put the titles back on you, and we're gonna give you a proper one that you rightfully deserve. Uh, and if you put your trust in me, I'll put my hundred percent trust in you. Nothing but transparency. Blah 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 blah. So I see Trips definitely giving Sasha that call because Trips is not a fucking idiot. Sasha Banks is money. Uh, and I think, yeah, Triple H it's is going to... I know, but Sasha Banks in this case. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my first one. I don't know if... Uh, you ready for your first one, Smarks? No, I'm not ready. Give me a second. Okay. All right. I know so, JLB can just rattle these off. So I could rattle them off for sure. Bray Wyatt would be my next one. I think Trips, uh, I don't know how the relationship was per se. Um, I know him and Vince bumped heads, but Trips being Trips, I would think sees uh, the creative mindset of Bray Wyatt and could easily be utilized. So you think um, these are both Trips calls? Calls to both, them by Trips. Calls to them by Trips. Um, I also maybe see maybe Bray Wyatt not necessarily coming back right away, but Trips asking him to be part of the creative part as one of his writers. Um, if Bray doesn't necessarily want to come back, 
right away. I think he'll give Bray that opportunity. Hey, if you want, I would like to see what your creative mind can do as part of the booking team. Whenever you feel ready and free to come back as a wrestler, I'll put you on that as well. Uh, and he'll kind of give him the opportunity because I think with the creative mindset that Bray has, Trips will give him that option. Um, but not necessarily maybe. I think he's going to give a lot of people creative opportunities there. So Bray, I don't know. I feel like it's almost going to be a creative booking call um, at first, at least. Um, do you have one yet? Just do yours and we'll come okay. to you. <laughs> Okay. Um, he puts genuine thought into stuff like this, and so you, you got to give him some room. Fine. What are you trying to say? I don't. You you like to live off the cuff. I do like to live off the cuff. That's that's my motto. Live that's off the cuff. Do, that's why you do TikToks fucking naked, which is fucking gross. First of all, I had you don't see you don't know I'm naked just because I have a towel over my head doesn't mean I'm naked. Just because your shoulders are bare. Right? I mean, I have no shirt on. Yeah, so? I can't have no shirt on in the bathroom? Just saying. I poop with my clothes on. I'm just saying, somebody once told me the world was going to hold me. I ain't the surface tool in the ship. All right? Um, Okay. Next up. (laughs) (laughs) Next up. I, I feel like Trips would feel out Gargano though um and certainly try to see where his head is at hey you ready to come back uh and give him the option to go to nxt or the main roster i don't think it's going to be a big man show like there will still be big men heavily involved but it won't just be uh, a big man fest in the world title picture. I don't think that's a thing. We've seen it work. Adam Cole could ha- handle his own. Daniel Bryan could handle his own. Uh, Edge who, was not necessarily. Who was the first guy you were talking about? That could handle his own? You said Daniel Bryan, but who was before that? Adam Cole? Bebe. Okay, yeah. Bebe. Oh, oh, Mr. Bebe. Excuse Mr. me. Adam Sorry. Cole Bebe could handle his really own. Um, and I think he's going to have a long discussion with Tommaso Ciampa. He's going to be like, listen, bud, I'm going to get a, get you off of this Miz thing, or maybe I'll make you I turn. Uh, I think he's already off the Miz thing. Is he? He he was nowhere to be found on Raw. Ooh. Yeah, Miz he was. was. His, was he? I don't remember him. Miz was getting his ass kicked. and, and at- Yeah, but Tommaso Ciampa came in afterwards. Not at the beginning of Raw when he when uh, Logan Paul had his uh, show in the middle of it, whatever the fuck it's called, Impulsive TV or some shit. Um, What's her face came out and then he said, "Oh, Logan told her he has bigger balls than her than the Miz does," and she slapped him. Blah blah blah. Uh, and then I think Tommaso Ciampa came out. No, I'm almost. I, I don't remember Tommaso Ciampa. Maybe he did. Maybe I'm just. I you know I. I mean, it's again. I it was still it was still raw, so I still kind of zoned out at times. But um, but I don't I don't remember or, seeing heck even him putting up a thing with Tommaso Ciampa versus the Miz, and Tommaso Ciampa really coming out of his own and start. He's gonna maybe start from there because the Miz as your first opponent on the main roster, I think would be fucking fantastic for Tommaso Ciampa. I think it would help the fans get a new champa and really be behind him 
Because obviously you're not dealing with a lot of people from Raw fans who know Tommaso Ciampa from NXT necessarily. So I, I think maybe we might see a Tommaso Ciampa turn at SummerSlam and, and screw over the Miz and thus creating a Miz Ciampa for a little bit and Ciampa really getting, uh, really getting a whole new character and not being an idiot, you know? So getting the old school uh, Tommaso in there. Um, who else? If, uh, yeah, and I've mentioned it earlier, I, I also think Trips calls Karrion Cross back um, and not have him under a mask. Um, where is Dominic Dajakovic? Is he with the company? No, he got fired, right? No, he's still there. T-Bar is still there. They're just not using him. Oh, okay. Um, so mine's a toss-up between doing something with uh, Dominic Dajakovic because he was really popular in NXT at the end of it until they brought him up to the main roster. But also, I think Trips is really heavy on uh, Judgment Day guy, Spanish dude. Um, he was tagged to Damien Priest. That's it. I, I think Trips, uh, if I were, uh, I think Trips would definitely get Damien out of that and maybe even dare push him up to the main card, like main title picture at some point to at least be involved in that. His gimmick would have to completely change, but the dude's big enough and tall enough. And Trips was really heavy on him back in the NXT days. So. I think Trips is going to play a little favorite with favorites with Damian Priest, and no one's going to see that coming. And those are my five. All of which were Trips calls. I yep. hope that. Uh, I mean, I don't know who it's Stephanie call. <laughs> oh, I have two names off the top of my head that Stephanie would call, but I'll wait for Smarks. So, um, one of the things I'm doing with, with my, with my thoughts are, um, I'm making sure the calls that I'm, I'm potentially making are not currently signed with another company, um, to a long-term contract. Uh, there's one of them I'm going to mention that is currently under a contract. So I think the call is going to be more of a standpoint of, um, when does your contract up? We would like to to talk when when that's available. But the first, there, it, it's kind of a it's it's kind of a, a team. Uh, they they have to kind of do them together. Um, but that's Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Ooh, Smart good call. Hold on one second. We got a, a person here tuning in from Bentley, Kansas. Where are you both from? Well, that's uh, funny. There's three of us here. One of them's from Canada, so you can ignore him. Um, hey! <laughs> but the two that are on your screen right now are both a lot closer to you than you probably expect. Um, uh, Bentley, Kansas. Where exactly is that in Kansas? Probably right next to Mercedes, Kansas. Ha! Ah. Ha! Uh, uh, it was funnier in my head. Sorry. Let's see. Bentley, Kansas. 
Sidgwick County. Let's pull up a map here. Closest to you, then. So, wait for my maps to load. So, yeah, that's yeah a little bit north of Wichita, I believe. Right. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Oh, oh my God. And so, Trips makes a call to Jonathan Gresham, baby. He wants out of his contract. Trips is going to bank on some Gresham. So so we're both located in Nebraska. Um, DA Fabe's probably the closest to you, but I'm in the Omaha area. Um, so, so a little bit there. So, yeah, you, you'd have to drive a little bit north to get to us. But uh, you're way closer to us than our co-host. Um, oh, you went to a world-class pro wrestling in Wichita Sunday night. Who all was at that? I'm going to pull that up because I want to see. World-class pro wrestling, Wichita, Kansas. Da, da, da. What was your favorite match at, at WCPW? Well, he's looking that up, the card. Da, da, da. We did a Zello Pro about a year and a half ago. Fell in love with several of the performers there. Was, was so. it a full year and a half? God, that makes me... No, uh, it wasn't quite it show was after like December. Yes, he canceled. Ooh. 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 Who? Card subject to change, WWE style. Yeah. So let's see here. And apparently, According AEW to the results now. here, you had Luke Langley defeat Eddie Martinez. Gideon Vane defeated Shotgun Dan Weber. Johnny Cove defeated Chris Vale. Aaron Helms defeated Ray Leone. Kyle Hawk defeated Coco. The world-class tag champions Murder, Inc. defeated the FWO, Felix Zerba and Niles Plunk. Uh. So is this senior I, I or was junior? That. Uh, I'm assuming it's junior. But so, said apparently Ted DiBiase canceled Sunday night. Oh, before Sunday, COVID probably health reasons is what it said. There's a bunch of wrestlers like Jacob Fatu in the main. That's what I was about to get to here. That would have been great. Uh, but so you had uh, Mika Madrid versus Miranda Gordy and Stormy Renee. Sammy Stackhouse defeated the boss, Jerry Bostic, with Nigel Rabbit to become the interim uh, champions. And then, Moonshine Mantel. That's why he says Jacob Fatu, because his voice detects uh, Moonshine Mantel. Yeah, uh, Jacob Fatu is fucking awesome. So, get a chance to see him. You said you went to this on Sunday? So that would have been the Wichita 24 one. So. How cool. yeah. Oh, and it was advertised as Ted DiBiase Sr. Wow. So. And him, COVID-ish, potential COVID issues at his age. 
we had a couple in our Zella Pro that didn't show up that we were hoping would be mm-hmm. there. So under, apparently, understood. the world class wrestling on the twenty first, so Thursday, had Khan, one of my favorite up and comers uh, uh, in AEW, and Fuego del Sol wrestling. One of your favorite future non contractors in AEW. Yeah. They had Tim Storm on the that one too. That that would have been a fun one to see. Anyways. Very cool. But yeah, very, very cool. We are we are giant advocates of local of uh Mm -hmm. of the indies. We love when people get that. Yeah, if you get a chance to to see an indie show, you should see it. Uh so dirt road, um Go like us on Twitch. We we'd love to talk to you more. Mm-hmm. So, but so um so yeah. Bring first of all or Facebook because it was on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, but I, <laughs> uh, YouTube, Twitch, yeah. Twitch. He can be in I the know. conversation a lot more, and he can see our uh, other events that or are exclusive, like exclusive Twitch exclusive. So. Very Quit being yeah. a bitch. Anyways, um, back to the challenge. Uh, Peyton Royce and Billy K would be my first calls. Um, kind of to uh, DA Fabe's point of building up the women's division and potentially the tag division, women's tag division. So those would be the first two calls. In the same vein, uh, I would be touching base with Deanna Prazo and uh, and saying, yeah, hey. sounds like she's not too all happy. Some of her places, so yeah. I don't blame you for that. And and just saying, hey, listen, you've shown that you can be a uh... superstar. <laughs> yeah, that, superstar. You look for? A top, a top of tier one. Yeah, and so that those would be the first like three calls. Who, who do you have calling those? Uh, those are those would be trips calls. Trip I calls? you know the 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 simple fact is trip being head of creative. Uh, and talent relations yeah and talent relations he he's gonna be the one uh, kind of making these calls now yeah i'm sure there's gonna be like braun Strowman. hey trips you know you want to give me a shot um ec3 maybe i think ec3's kind of uh made his bed with the the control your narrative and i don't think he's going to um and yes i do think uh killer cross uh, but I think he only comes back if he's allowed to be Killer Cross. I don't think he's he's gonna come back. No, okay. I think there's two things. A, he says I'm I'm gonna be Killer Cross, and B, you gotta sign Scarlet, because reportedly that was the thing that stopped him from signing with AEW, was that they didn't want to sign Scarlet. Um, and I understand Scarlet's kind of unproven long-term in wrestling right she had a a short run in tna or an impact i guess it would be called uh but she really didn't do a ton of wrestling she was the smoke show and she came out and she was hot and and then well i think she kept killer cross level though like i after killer cross she left killer cross it was kind of now maybe that was just the booking and all that but i find they worked really well together um kind of thing it's just worked with his gimmick too i feel yeah no it works really good with his gimmick and everything but i want to point out that when killer cross was in impact and run on the show there he was not paired with 
Scarlet, and it was worked just fine. Okay. Right? But they booked him specifically around her, and then like literally booked a, the storyline that he couldn't win without her. Right. Um. And so, but like I said, it, it's it's been documented that uh, that he he doesn't want to sign any place unless she's also signed too. And I don't know if WWE has a desire to have her there. Because, again, she's unproven. Uh, another person that I would call, and I know uh, uh, Faye will agree with me on, on this, if I were Trips, because Trips was involved in a major storyline with this guy, um, and we both think that he has the potential to go a long way, Samuel Shaw, a.k.a. Dexter Loomis. Hell yes. Hell yes. Um, Hell yes. 1,000% yes. And so specifically much potential. Bringing him back as that character. Right? You know. With Indy Hartwell and the love story and everything. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Really? You like the wedding thing? Hmm. I love everything Dexter crazy, Loomis yeah. did. Everything Dexter Loomis did was good. It was gold in my mind. Can Cameron Grimes also please go back to the main to like to go up to the main roster? I think that guy. Is no, I, I think that's part of what you have to feature down in NXT. Mm. There has to be staples in NXT. Yeah, you but have toxic so, attraction. And then, um, yeah, Braun Break, Ron Breaker. My my fifth call. I don't fucking remember his my name. My fifth call that that Trips is gonna make. It's not a wrestler. Okay. Uh, I think he's going to try to bring back Morrow. I, if I were Trips, Ooh. I'd bring back Morrow Ronaldo. That's not a bad move either. Um, I think that one of the, the problems that I think Trips understands with the main roster announcement team is that they're kind of boilerplate. They're kind of white bread. You know what I mean? Boring. They don't have like a personality there. Now, now SmackDown, Pat McAfee works really good uh, uh, with... Um, Corey Graves. Well, he's mostly wow. with... Um, uh, Michael Cole, sorry. Michael Cole, right? Thank you. Um, and uh, works really good there, right? But more raw, right? And this is nothing against uh, Jimmy Smith, I think is the... Is that the guy who's there now? Or is that the guy yes. before the guy who's there now? Um, I always forget which one. Yeah, but he's so generic. He has no personality. That's why no one fucking remembers him. That's kind of my thing, is he... Yeah. he uh, he's just there. You know, uh, and I mean, don't get me. I mean, he's fine. He does. He doesn't do a bad job. He just doesn't do like a job that makes him go, "Oh yeah, him." He's he's the one. He's no Mauro Ranallo. That's what he's you're saying. No Mauro Ranallo. Um, I I could see uh, Nigel McGinnis getting called up to main roster again because i do think he's a he's a trips guy but he's on currently on nxt uk um so it's not like you'd be bringing him in from someplace else he's just there 
But yeah, I think I think it's Jimmy Smith. Yeah, I think it is Jimmy Smith. That does sound familiar. I can't remember. Jimmy Smith was one of them, and then uh, yeah, Jimmy Smith is the current one. Because I, uh, I couldn't remember. There was another guy who was there for like two weeks or three weeks, and then left. And then Jimmy Smith was hired to replace him. Again, I don't, I don't dislike Jimmy Smith. He's just kind of there, like. And I think they they need something to spice up. You know the commentary. Uh, make it exciting. Make people go, whoa. Um, whoa. Whoa. Or as Joey Lawrence would say, whoa, whoa. Whoa. I can't believe I just made a Joey Lawrence reference. Whoa. I apologize for that. Don't apologize for shit. You are how old you are. You're a product of your generation. <laughs> I apologize for that then still. <laughs> so the Stephanie calls that I was referring to, I think that there were three uh, that were at minimum of three. I think The Rock was called. I think Stone Cold was called. And I think um, I think Mark Calloway was called to do something to put this to bed so that it's not a WWE talking line that Vince is... is gone I, I i think that there's there's a promos cut by those three in the coming months um about this being a new era and they're out with the old i, I think that's the phone calls that are made it might be that the phone calls that were made to say hey we're going to honor vince i don't know but i think that they're going to try and put this to bed and not have it talked about anymore um, there was another call that I was going to mention that I think gets made. Um, I don't know. I don't know how productive it's going to be, but I think that's to Ric Flair because I do think they're going to try to repair the relationship with Ric Flair. Uh, he's having his air quotes last match ever. Um, but I, I, but I also, I think there's an ulterior motive behind it. Actually kind of two ulterior motives. One Andrade, <laughs> one keep Charlotte Flair happy mm. because Trips has a connection with Charlotte Flair through NXT um, and a big connection with Rick and a big connection with Rick Evolution. Um, yep. and also Andrade. Now, Andrade's currently under AEW contract, but we don't know the details of it, we don't know how long it is, and we don't know how happy he is. You know, um, and it could be one of those situations where he is is less than happy and is willing to take whatever hit he has uh, to to potentially go back and be back on tour with his wife. You know, yeah, so, that's a possibility. But that that's that's a and wild to feel that scene. out without having to call Andrade and be mm-hmm. underhanded about it. Yeah, exactly. That's not a not an unwise decision. Because the last thing you want is they're looking to get our guys to be all over all over the media mm-hmm. coverage of it. Well, and then and then uh, you know allegations of contract tampering. Yeah, you know, come in and and that can be messy. But if it's the occasional, babe. 
you could come work with me again. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound so bad. So I, I don't blame you there. But like I said, the first ones that I had were all about rebuilding the women's division. Those are those are the main calls. Well, we, we've said it before, and I'll say it again. The women's division at one point in WWE was the best division in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's AEW's tag team division. That is and hands then they down. decided not to do an Evolution 2. two. Which I think might come back now. Oh, I, think I think there's a chance of it. I think yeah. it would be foolish not to. Yeah. Uh, it's just probably won't come back this year. Maybe not probably have the rest of the year already booked, already booked out, but uh, but next year, I just don't know that that you can continue to to live in the 90s again. We've said it before and we'll say it again. So, JLB, your turn. Oh boy, um, so. Mine is going to be SummerSlam related. Because, hey, guess what's this week, guys? SummerSlam. And we have been told that for the most part, SummerSlam is going to be mostly what Vince had wrote and booked. Triple H will attempt to make some sort of little changes, but only if it makes sense towards the storyline. Who who were we told this by? What What's your source? Of, uh... No DQ. Because that's the opposite of what I'd read on on my dirt sheets, is that Triple H was looking to make a statement with SummerSlam. Yeah, but only if it makes sense towards the storyline. Oh, yeah, you you don't change the competitors at this juncture. Mm -hmm. But in terms of production, you're definitely going to see some changes, I bet. Anyway, go on. More specifically, because I'm going to point out like the reports basically said Vince McMahon doesn't have a plan, right? He doesn't remember from week to week what storylines they were doing. Oh man, I would kill for one of those live action mic things to come out of Vince talking to the commentary team because the stuff that they had mentioned about that, Vince doesn't know what he's saying, doesn't know people's names, says the wrong things. Everything that he writes usually has to be filtered and filtered and filtered. Like, I would die for some of that shit to come out. Like, oh, my God. And we all know what to expect. That can be but... arranged. Yeah, we can we can make that, that death part happen. Well, I mean, but you have to give me the stuff first. I just can't die like that. Oh, you didn't say first. You said for it to come out. You get yeah. to die not knowing. Yeah. You <laughs> get to die so that it comes out. Oh. No, I'm good then. I'm good. I uh, <laughs> I just want to live. You, you you can't go back on a deal now. I can take back so. God. No takesy backsies. Takesy backsies. Damn it. Love takesy backsies. Um. So guys, uh, then I would essentially like you to basically. If you make me book SummerSlam, I'm gonna smack you. Well, I'm gonna I was more gonna say book the changes that trips would do during SummerSlam. So not necessarily rebook SummerSlam entirely, just of what changes trips would actually do for the show. Uh, 
and everyone's running to go get the the cart. <laughs> I can tell you it's Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title. I can also tell you it's Roman versus Brock. I can tell you it's Street Profits versus the Usos. And that's all I can tell you. Could you also tell us that it's Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey? Oh, or yeah. Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins? Or Bianca Ooh, Belair versus fire. Becky Lynch? Oh, or God. Logan Paul versus are, are you Are you reading, like, I don't know, the actual fucking card? Yes. Yes, I am reading the card. I'm just pointing <laughs> out that he, he knew a couple of them and, and didn't know, like, some of the other bigger ones. Uh, Mysterios versus Judgment Day. I mean, Pat everyone's going to forget that. Happy Corbin. That might be a fun match. So, um... Like, I guess kind of give me what Vince would have done and how Trips would have changed it. Or if you want to just say Trips changes, whatever. It's up to you. Yeah. We should have had him go in the middle. Yeah, we should have. We should just stop having him go at all. (laughs) I kid. I kid. I could leave now. It's fine. I kid because I love. You're too valuable. Um, We have to have you fill in when one of us is gone. (laughs) Uh, The first change, Judgment Day destroys... The Mysterios just yes fucking absolutely wrecks them. I concur. Um, and then Dominic, Dominic turns on Ray. Ray murders oh. Dominic. Yeah, and, and then Dominic's never seen again. You think he's turning on SummerSlam? No, I just want Dominic dead. Yeah, I want what the dead. fuck happened with Ray Mysterio's twentieth anniversary? I didn't even notice anything happening with that. So uh, the backstage segment, and then you you missed the part where Judgment Day came in and. And beat the crap out of Rey Mysterio, and and uh, Rhea Ripley got slapped by the other the girl Mysterio. I can't remember her name. The daughter of Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I can't Earl Mysterio. If it's anything like George Foreman, it's Rayetta. Yeah, Miranda <laughs> Mysterio. I don't know. Whatever her name is, Aaliyah. No, Aaliyah. I think it's Aaliyah. I think it is Aaliyah. Anyways, um. For Rhea Ripley but, to be the one that does it, though, oh my but god! Rhea, Rhea Ripley being back, Buddy is, Murphy is, is a lucky man. Um, are you Buddy kidding? Murphy Rhea Ripley's a lucky woman. Uh, yes, that too. They're both lucky, but I'm just saying he has two women fighting over him. Ha! Ah, got it because of the the storyline. Yeah, on. her name is Aaliyah, spelled A A L Y A H. Yeah, there we go. Um. But so um, that's what I, I mean. That's the first change I would do if I were trips. I would just say, listen, we have to have the Judgment Day look dominant, absolutely mm-hmm. dominant. And uh, we can't do continue to have we them. Do them right. Especially since it's a no DQ match. Right. We just have to have them just absolutely murk the Mysterios, right? Um. I don't know if I'd change, like if I'd come up with a storyline reason that Bianca Belair faces off against someone other than Becky Lynch. Or if I'd just allow Bianca <laughs> Belair to have a have a like a real solid win over Becky Lynch to end the whole storyline. Cause I'm tired of Bianca versus Becky. Um yeah, no, I don't even know why they made this a thing. I would have been happy with Carmella there. 
just tired of himself. Um, not I'd prefer not Carmella, but but I mean I know. Dozen. So okay, here's here's what they do. Here's what they do. They have uh, Becky backstage getting ready. Uh, mysterious attacker takes her out. We don't know who it is. Um, Bianca Belair is out in the ring ready for her match. Who's her, who's her opponent going to be? Uh, wacky waving inflatable armsmen show up. Bailey comes back. Uh, then she murders the inflatable armsmen again because fuck, why not? Because Same she's the one. Who... Night? Holy shit, man. Well, you know, I normally I would do a longer storyline, but we're we're condensing this to make a big deal uh, because it's going to come out that she was the one who attacked Becky backstage uh, to take her spot. Uh, so, so then it's, it's heel Bailey again uh, versus Bianca Belair. Um, Liv Morgan get, gets a, a solid convincing win over Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Um, because we have to establish Liv Morgan as as a serious champion, not just a gimmick. Um, it's tough, like Bobby Lashley versus Theory. I really want Bobby Lashley to get the win uh, because we've got to start establishing him again as a dominant. Uh, but if you're trying to build up Theory, I mean, he, he got the fuck beat out of him for the entire first hour of Raw. Uh, this week, <laughs> um, you know, if you want him to, if he's going to be your next star, if he's the next job, then you just can't have him just absolutely murked. Uh, well, I mean, you have also the whole Dolph Ziggler thing too, right? So it's very possible that Lashley will beat him if they still continue on with that. No, I mean, I agree. Um, I just, it, it, they have to walk this line. They just can't have him, like I said, just can't have him fucking murked. You know what I mean? He's got to, he's got to at least look solid against Bobby Lashley. Like solid, like you looked at the last pay per view, or yeah, I mean, like he's still, he's still lost and. I just don't know if you know if you're building him up to be your next champion and potentially cash in later in that night. Uh, do you, do you have him look so weak against Bobby Lashley again? I, I don't know. I'm torn on that one. I don't know how I would do on that one. Um, and then I would have Roman Reigns if I were Trips. I would have Roman Reigns convincingly beat Brock Lesnar. Convincingly, yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's what I would do. Unless Trips pulls a, a fast one on Brock and like, yeah, go out there, it's okay, you're going to win, you're going to win. Bro- Roman fucking pin him down and knock him the fuck out. He's not coming back. <laughs> uh, you, you know, if it were, but it's Brock. I don't know how you would do in WWE. <laughs> Uh, maybe, but I I don't think Roman could could legitimately take Brock out. You know what I mean? It's a legit Superman punch. He legit punch Superman I punches mean, him with the hardest. I think he, he would have to legit be Superman to take Brock Lesnar out with a surprise 
punch. Um, Brock Lesnar is legitimately the yeah, toughest ever say. wrestler, or professional wrestler. Legitimately. Yeah. I mean, Bobby Lashley's pretty darn close. Yes. Uh, and and so was Kurt Angle. Yeah. If if there were if there were three people in the WWE right now that I would not fuck with. Now, don't get me wrong. Every single yeah, she said this on the, the last podcast. He wasn't on. Yeah. Uh, every single one of these people could beat the shit out of me, but my top three don't fuck with would be Bobby Lashley, Riddle, and fucking Brock Lesnar, because those guys would absolutely murk me. Oh, all MMA backgrounds, yeah, yes, and Ronda Rousey on They're top of that. Shane, uh... it. <laughs> but all right, so if I'm changing the roster or changing the the card, Logan Paul versus The Miz. Um, I know they're gonna fucking have Logan Paul in for sure, and I am gonna squash him if it's me, and I'm gonna just fucking do. I don't think Trips would squash him though. I think he's, I think he's a squash artist. I think that's what you do. You bring him back to fucking get his ass handed to it. You already signed a fucking contract like fucking dumbasses. That's true. Riddle versus Rollins. This this would be the one I would have actually be Riddle's coming out party. Um, this sets up when Seth, when Seth has the title, not if Seth has the title, <laughs> when Seth has the title in the next six months. That's when you have Riddle Riddle go come into that main card again. I think they need six to eight, maybe even ten. Really, really, really viable world champions to push their product to the top. And I know that I know that WWE likes this long run bullshit, but this long run bullshit does not elevate the title. The thing that elevates the title is there's so many people that are so good that they have to exchange it on occasion. That Mick Foley wins some Monday night. If you know what I'm saying. So I think that elevates both of them. So I'm going to put Riddle beating uh, Seth. Um, and I don't know if Randy's ready to come back. But if he is, that's when I have him come back and celebrate. And then RKO Seth for fun too. <laughs> Bianca and Becky. Oh, shit. I just think Becky elevates the entirety of the division so fucking much. It's like she's gotten better. Like, so much better. Her mic work as a heel is just phenomenal. I just, I think you have to have her trying to be in the title picture at all times. But I I have to agree with Smarks that she doesn't need to be challenging for the title at all times. And so, just... I, I just just so much good that Becky can do for that women's division. So um, I think we I think we what we want is Bianca's best match ever. I think we want a match that where where the, the likes of Becky Sasha or of Bianca Sasha from WrestleMania that level of quality match. I do think we want a decisive win. I don't think we want a question mark. I don't think we want to roll up. In fact, I don't want to roll up anywhere on this fucking card. <laughs> this is that's where Trips makes his mark. 
That's number one thing Trips makes his mark with. Stop doing fucking roll-ups. Or no disqualifications or like fucking... Not that they can't finishes. be done, but god damn it, that needs to be a surprise, not a fucking... Oh, there's another cliche. So, um, I, I, yeah, I have Bianca handedly win, but in a in a high quality match, very high quality match, and I have uh, Becky's done a great job of wearing more and more outlandish attire. That it's like the fucking Miz and female version. Yeah, just fucking see how crazy you can get. Have her come out in a sleeveless hoodie um, trench coat. What in the fuck is that? Have Bianca grab a mic and be like, did you steal the Miz's clothes? <laughs> be hilarious. Anyway, um, Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin. Pat McAfee's one and one in wrestling with a loss to Vince. Unless he's going to become a wrestling performer all the time. Well, he beat Theory, though. So he's not one and one. One win over Theory, one loss to Vince. But one win, oh no, well, two losses. He lost against Adam Cole, too, right? Well, that was NXT. I'm not counting NXT. That's fair. Okay. So um, we don't count NXT win losses because they don't count NXT win losses. That's fair. So um, I think Happy Corbin has to win here. I think he's the viable contender. I think it devalues, not that Pac McAfee isn't great, but I think it devalues your wrestlers when they lose to a guy who only wrestles twice a year. Right. So I think Corbin has to win here. Sorry, did I say McAfee? Corbin has to win here. Um, why did they make that undisputed? Uh, Street Profits. I, I think the Street Profits have to win. I, that's who I have win. Street Profits. And I have Roman very pissed off about it. So, that's where I go there. I hate that that's still fucking continuing. Um, <laughs> right. Bobby Lashley versus Theory. Uh, I th- I personally think that you get a, a better Schmoz heel if he can't even, if he can't beat, like if he taps out in five seconds. I think you get a, a, a better version of, of desperate heel that way. So I'm going to have Theory lose quickly. Yeah, and he's going to go so crazy, and he's really going to want to cash it in, but I still don't think he's going to cash it in. Yeah, those aren't the two you want to cash in on if you're him. Right. It, or that's not the situation, at least, you want to. Uh, Rousey versus Liv Morgan. Um, I know Smarks wanted a legitimate win for Liv Morgan. I think you can have a legitimate win with a distraction. And I think that distraction needs to be the Bailey return. Um, I've said it once; I'll say it again. I think that's actually how I fantasy booked that. Um, I last week I I want Rousey to 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 have to to, to suddenly be distracted by um, the music somehow. I also think if you're going to bring back Sasha, having her come back this week with Bailey at the same time would be so like huge double pop. This is straight up Brian Danielson and and uh, Adam Colbebe showing up on the same fucking episode, man. That's that's exactly where I do that. If you can pull her, getting it, getting her back. Yeah, that quick. I don't Rock know. Roman. 
It, this is a contingency on whether Roman or Brock wants to come back, wants to stay with him. Right. Um, again, both of these those title matches are undisputed, and I hate that. Um, is it though? They win both. That's they the way they've been titles? advertised. Yeah. Is that yeah. Yeah. for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship and the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships? Mm. So, oh, oh, that's a that's a quick change that I forgot to say I would make if I were, if I were tripped. I'd fucking get rid of Jeff Jarrett as the special guest referee. <laughs> um, fuck off with that shit. They could easily do that too. They could just put like a regular ref there, and no one would notice. <laughs> I uh, I really want Brock to win if it's a one title match. Like uh, that, I think that's how I want to see that go. I want to see Brock get the win, and fucking Paul Heyman politic live on Monday night for Roman to still be the SmackDown championship. SmackDown champion, so how the contract was written, written, all that type of stuff. And so Roman's still the SmackDown <laughs> champion, <laughs> still building that term. And then you got Brock there to get beat up by Bobby Lashley at some point to, to start building these other guys on Raw on a separate fucking product line. That's what I do. That's fair. Yeah, they gotta split it up like ASAP. They really have to split up this fucking. It's hobby. been it's been what six months? Seven? How long has six months? Like four months, maybe. I think six months is a bit too long. Not since January. Oh, we're already eight months in. Not since February. I think it was it was definitely after Mania. So it was probably May. Ben. May. It's like two months, two, three months. They unified the titles June in June. So I guess it's only two months. But we're already fed up of it. Well, that means it's working because if we're irritated with it, then he's getting more and more heat. That's true. So I think Survivor Series might be the spot to do that, unfortunately. Fuck me. At least you're civil with your response and you realize like, oh, yeah, you know what? But it is attracting good heat. Spoken like a true booker there, uh, Fabe. Spoken like a true booker. Ugh. So, that's my booking. Ready, Smarks? Oh, you didn't see. I didn't see, didn't but see. I'm, I'm looking now. Okay. Can you tell who it is yet? Um, it's a it's a women's wrestler. I see two heads. Is it Anna J? It is Anna J. Sign. Not actually signed, just printed on their sign. It's not a real signature, it's on all of them. But that, that works great. You have Johnny Hungy and Anna J, you know. That's a good pairing. The Dark Order starting to happen. No, Anna J is no longer part of the Dark Order. Well, that's true. Well, they they haven't officially made her not a part of it yet. But she is a heel now. 
Uh, so, uh, but on on uh, being the elite, uh, there was actually a whole sketch about her not showing up to the uh, Dark Order meeting. They were having a special birthday party for both Anna J and Evil Uno, and Anna didn't show up. <laughs> so um, she's not officially out of the Dark Order, like at least according to them. Well, this is these are both from the uh, series three unmatched collection, which is Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, Mister Brody Lee, and Anna J. They were obviously sold out of uh, Brody Lee. Um, I did not see Evil Uno, nor did I care to own Evil Uno. Okay. I have Brody Lee right back there. Oh, you son of a bitch! Did you get the whole series? Right, right under the O in Budios, right there. Um, the I don't series? have Stu Grayson or or Evil Uno. Uh, I had no desire to get. And I, I actually, I don't have Anna J either. Oh. She's one I've debated on getting, but just at the moment, I chose to get her. I was like, I'm gonna get two of them, and that's the one I'm gonna get. <laughs> so, to to answer your question, uh, Dirt Road, uh, DA Fabe is just getting started on collecting figures at all. Uh, what what does this put you up to? Three now? Uh, four figures. Four. I have I have the exclusive Walmart uh, Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot the Cody Rhodes. I have Sting. I have Anna J. And I have um, Johnny Hungy. I my next one will probably, in all likelihood, be a WWE one, and it will probably be one of the Stretch Armstrong ones. Uh, as for me, I I mostly collect AEW, but I wouldn't even necessarily say I collect collect. I I buy. And then I open them up and oh. I put them on display. Um, this is a sweet upper deck. All Elite Wrestling Magazine. Dirty win for the cleaner. Kenny Omega steals the title. It's a good this one. This is referencing non-AEW era Kenny Omega. Very cool. Nice. That's a great card to get. Next one. Oh my god, this is a great set of cards. Ortiz. Nice. And Matt Jackson. Yay, nice. A great set. Much better than the other set of mm-hmm. cards. If, and... if I could find uh, actual like full packs of the AEW cards, you better believe I'd be getting those. Um, <laughs> I have a, a kind of point back there. Hikaru Shida, Santana, Ty Conti, Sammy Guevara, Orange Cassidy. I'll mute myself. Britt Baker, Darby Allen, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, Sting, and then in the ring is my older figure, mostly my older figures. I've got Brody Lee and I've got Johnny Hungy in there, but there's also the the ring itself is an old WWE product, and I have Jeff Hardy, Lita. And uh, right there is Edge. Um, and then I've got a, a Booker T right there. I also Cody plan on mailing Cody. two of those hands to JLB. <laughs> those are Anna J's hands, but do you use those are Anna J's hands? Oh, there you go. Are you sure, that, are, are you sure <laughs> that, that this one is, is small enough for him? <laughs> The uh, the motion on Anna J is a little more complete than it is on 
Johnny Hungy. So we've got mm-hmm. torso, obviously, in this one. Yeah. Uh, full arm motion with hands, elbows, shoulders, um, and rotator cuff, which is really cool. Oh, sounds um, like a good time. Uh, there is dual motion on the torso. So you've got upper That's... torso and lower torso. Oh, okay. Um, the hair is actually very flexible. So it's actually got some movement around those body parts. Um, the smile. Nice. And then the non-smile, of course, which is always the standard on these. You ever notice that? The, the yeah. smile is with the hungry. Yep, I had to switch it with Johnny Hungry. I'm going to leave her pissed off as Anna J. Um, <laughs> we've got ankle motion again still with these. Uh, the knee motion is more limited because her, her pads are larger for some reason mm-hmm. than Johnny Hungy's work. Well, and they, they <laughs> make the actual pads separate. It's not molded into the knee. Yes. And so, so it does It does constrict it a little bit. Um, there is also uh, thigh movement, which I will show the backside and you guys will... You'll, I'm impressed <laughs> with the look of a butt being a butt, which yeah. I have to admit. But if you'll notice the, the lines move because the thigh can actually rotate as well, which is different than uh, Sting or Johnny Hungy could do. So... Impressive action figure. Nice. Yeah. She's got actually more range of motion than Johnny Hungy, which I find very, very impressive. I'm going to check the Ty Conti because the Ty Conti's from, I think, the previous series. series. Which had cards still. Um, and so, yeah, she's got the same, looks like basically the same there. So the women have rotating thighs, whereas the men don't. Um, The interesting thing is not just uh, because you you mentioned a bunch of the things, but the range of motion for the head is also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really good. Well, I I showed that the other day with Johnny Hungy when I replaced it. Because it's a full pivot head with Mm -hmm. forward and backward tilt. No sideways tilt, though. Pivot. Out of that that, uh, pivot ball, Mm -hmm. which is pretty impressive. So. So. I will have Here's to put my, them up in my shelves. Ty Conti. I, I hey. put her sort of smiley face on if, there. Uh, mm-hmm. If you'd like to swap Ty for Anna a no. couple weekends or something, bud. Well, maybe I'll, clean, I'll clean your Ty Conti for you. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> maybe, maybe just for a weekend. <laughs> uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that is massage. Dirt, right there. Dirt Road Networking says... He, uh, I said about said hey he, but I I gotta uh, check myself because I don't know for certain. So they like the old school WWF Hasbro ones, um, and then the retro, and now apparently AEW, and uh, WWE, and the cards they've been collecting everything since the mid nineties. So cards are something that we've recently kind of gotten into, um. And I again, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm, we've been collecting because they're they're kind of hard for us to find. And the only way we can find them is in the multi packs that that like Walmart or Target has. Um, and and so we're kind of limited. So like I, what was the tops uh, tops finest? I did uh, a couple boxes of those. I don't have clo- even close to the full set of those. And then we've been doing these new um, Panini Prism ones, but we've each only gotten one box so far. 
Those were a gift from my son, and I'm giving them to you guys as I open them. So, those are my Panini prisms. I couldn't find. I couldn't find the tops finest. He. Dirt Road Networking is a he. I assumed, but I'm glad to be proven right. God knows if you hadn't, you'd have had to fucking go look it up to prove it. I would have. <laughs> Dirt Road Networking. <laughs> first gone to, to YouTube. His YouTube. Check out his find it odd YouTube. that Jason Aldean is chilling on him, though. <laughs> chilling, chilling on a dirt road. <laughs> but so, so yeah, I've got, I've had one box of the paninis, and just to show, like the specials that I got, I got the green Io Shirai. I'll, I'll trade you my green for your green. Nope. That's a no. I got the uh, prismatic silver Aaliyah. I don't think I have a prismatic yet. But I'm uh, only two out of seven packs in. So I, I, I'm going to say, if, you're, if your thing is anything like mine, you're going to have basically one of each of these. So you got a green and you got a fearless, fearless. so far, right? Yep. Um, and so, uh, I'll show you the, the fearless that I got was Sasha Banks. I'd even swap you my Randy Orton for a Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will bet that one of your packs will have one of the gold, um, which I got the triple H gold prism. Are those always title winners? I believe that's what the, what the, the thing of the golds are is that they're about their when they were champion. I got one of the prismatic entrances. Um, and then a next level biggie. I like these. I like the color the background gives them. And then in terms of like my non-special cards, Solo Sikoa is a good one. Rookie card for him. Will be nice in the long run. Um, a card for Cesaro might be worth something now that uh, eventually now that he's not with WWE anymore. And he's the ROH card. champion, the Ring of Honor champion. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's going to be worth anything. No longer with the company, but I got myself a Dexter Loomis, and that's always cool. I love Dexter and, Loomis. Creepy. Creepy little bastard. Um, I enjoy Casey Catanzaro, so I'm happy to have one of her. Meeting up on Gigi in that picture. Yeah. Um, a base level Brett the Hitman Hart. God, I hope that's my gold. You'll be so jealous. JLB will like be. pay me. Will buy me another box to get that. <laughs> yep. I'll make case of boxes to get that. <laughs> a um, I think I'm gonna level, instead of buying WB stock, I think I'm gonna go to Walmart tomorrow and check what they have. <laughs> a base level Bianca Belair. A base level Paul Heyman. Heyman. And then just to make JLB jealous, a base level Tazawa. Hey, that's someone. And I'm pretty sure he's about to get slammed by T-Bar. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. 
Oh, fuck. Yes, 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 Gotta put some stank on it. I've watched yes, that, yes, yes, that yes, particular yes. skit so many times. Today I actually got to watch the dicks come visit. <laughs> I need a dick. <laughs> I still think one of my favorite scenes from that so far has been when uh, uh, he decides he's like, oh, fuck it, your sister's hot, and runs off. <laughs> and runs off. <laughs> it's, it's probably the second best squirrely dancing the very best squirrely dancing is still the and so we were getting a little frisky and uh she decided <laughs> I needed some attention spades to my butt soles. <laughs> <laughs> and they they just start playing catch without it. <laughs> just, Fantastic. We're we're out on this conversation. We're just out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to just play a couple quick rounds of Pick or Pass because it's been a long show, and uh, but I don't want to just not do it this time because it's fun. Right. So Pick or Pass, we're going to start off with... Um, we're going to start off with some big guys. Pick or Pass, Batista or... Umaga. Give me one of them. <laughs> well, we'll go to you. So since you said something, DA Fade. I want Batista. Take him to Batista. Okay. Give me what I want. I want Batista. Umaga or Brian Cage? I'd go with Brian Cage. Okay. Uh, Umaga. And we're out of time. Or folks. Vader. <laughs> Vader. Ooh. Vader. Oh, That's a... Fucking Vader. All day, air day. Um, Umaga or. Rhino. Umaga. Wow. I'm not a fan of Rhino. Okay. That's fair. Love his ECW stuff, though. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Rhino. You're going to hurt your neck doing shit like that, man. Who? Rhino. It's not oh. safe. <laughs> Don't lead with the head. Anyway. <laughs> Rhino. And since you said love his ECW stuff, I'm going to actually put a title on the other person, because Rhino's had an ECW title. And I'm going to go with Rhino or Moose. Moose. Yeah! Yeah. Fucking talk shit still, bud. Well, I mean, fuck, it's Moose, though. I mean, god damn it. What the fuck? They're going to give me, like, an ECW champion while Rhino was there. Like, <laughs> um, So, Rhino or... Raven. Raven. 
Nobody's better than. Oh wait, no, that was that was his <laughs> Nobody's better than Can You Raven? Can You Raven? Uh, can that would have been Raven? a great tag team name for him. Can You Raven? So quote the uh, Can You Raven? Nevermore. Even though I know where this one's gonna go, uh, Rhino or Rob Van Dam, just because. I don't know if we pulled out Rob Van Dam. RVD. We haven't in a hot minute. Yeah, I think we all knew that that was going to go RVD. Rhino or another Spear Goldberg. Rhino. I'm sorry. I'm going to get better quality matches. Hey, I might get we, a better we, pop. We got back to main television shows <laughs> uh, champions. So yeah. I'm okay with that. And Goldberg so... 1998. That's a tough beat, man. That was really yeah. entertaining wrestling. Um, so WCW nineteen ninety eight Goldberg, or WCW nineteen ninety eight Scott Hall. That's a good big man. Uh, uh, before I, I answer. Does Scott Hall have the cattle prod? Have the one? It was a cattle prod. It uh, was in 97 that he used the cattle prod. Button. Yeah, it was 97. But, but I'm still saying. 98 Scott Hall's a bad cho- choice, man. That's an easy beat. Why is that? Why? But isn't that when. That's Rhea. Oh, no. Scott Hall, but... Is that Rhea? No, really? I feel like that was still oh. yeah, that's walking out to the ring with the with the booze, Scott Hall era. Oh fuck! Okay, I think. fine. But that's fine. No, no, we're gonna go with it because um, it'll get Goldberg off, and then I can say any era, Scott Hall. Hmm. There you go. Or this includes the first ever ladder match in WWE. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or. Not ever. Big Papa Pump. That means that I'm, I'm eliminating the Steiner brothers. No, you're not. I, you're just Big Papa Pump or any era Scott Steiner? Just Big Papa Pump. Era oh, come Scott on, bro. Steiner. That's fucking it's Scott easy. Hall. Yeah. That's Scott he Hall. Just, he just wants fucking Scott I mean, Steiner one's a world title. One's a world title holder. I understand, but. But it's fucking Big Papa Pump. Scott Hall. <laughs> This just keeps us up in this top tier. Who took Goldberg? Opinion. You took Goldberg? 98 Goldberg? Yeah. Yeah, because it was 98 Scott Hall. Yeah. So. We'll um, do one more round. So I've got Big Papa Pump. Or. Trying to stick with big guys. Kevin Nash. Any era? Any era for both. Uh, any oh. era for Scott for Scott Steiner, too. Oh, okay. I'm opening up the rest of Scott okay. Steiner, and I'm opening up all of Kevin Nash. So if okay. you're a fan of 1995 Diesel, which, as much heat as I'll take for this, I am. <laughs> I am. I'm absolutely a fan of the first era. Of- I'm a fan of his theme song, but, you know. Wow. Um, 
But I gotta pick Scott Steiner though, man. Just just off of his fucking his fucking shit with Rick Steiner back in like the late eighties and early nineties was fucking Fuego. If I get that Scott Steiner back, I'm picking that Scott Steiner over any Kevin Nash. Hey, you're not a Hollywood producer director. <laughs> Stop it. I was in a JJ Abrams film for a second there. <laughs> Um, so Kevin Nash or <laughs> I, I feel like we should just end it as warrior just to make it happen again. No, don't do that. Don't do that. I just Kevin Nash or Braun Strowman. Kevin Nash, man. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because I don't know. That was him. Thought it maybe might have been a tad bit challenging. Just a tad. No, No, it would have been way more funny if you had ended with Warriors. How how would it have been had he said Kane or or Glenn Jacobs specifically? Glenn Jacobs specifically. That that way you get all, you get Faith Diesel, you get Dr. Isaac Yankum, you get Kane, and you get Diesel, Kevin Nash, and Kevin Oz. <laughs> yeah. I personally probably would have still chose Kevin Nash. Um you know me, I'm I'm not a huge Kane guy, so it, it, it would be interesting to have worse characters, you know, of like Isaac Yankum slash Fate Diesel. Like you have to pick your worst Oz, Federation team. Oz and Oz and uh, uh, Vinny Vegas, you know, like those are the only errors you get of those two, and you have to pick. That would be a be a tough call. I still think I take. I think I pick a bullet. I think I pick a bullet. Pick a bullet. I don't know. Isaac Yankum. Okay, yeah, we'll just stop. Just <laughs> bang bang. He shot me down. Bang bang. Sorry. Hey, oh, okay, so we're talking about Captain Shaft again. Nice <laughs> shot. That's what it would have been more like. Shot hey. through the heart, and you're too blind. Everyone knows you aim for the brain pan, not the heart. The heart's too easy to miss. Um, I got you dark. seem to get it every single time. Sing dark. it. I apologize. <laughs> I don't know what I was supposed to sing. I'm sorry. Anything about Bon Jovi? I was I was doing Rockstar Spud. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck. Whoa, oh, we're, halfway we're halfway there. there. Whoa, Whoa, living on a prayer. Take my hand, we'll make it. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> The best. Leave it up. Do, do you think Triple H tries to get him back? I mean, I think he's technically working as a producer. I think, I, yeah. I even liked him in his AOP management role until he had to pee his pants. He is he's so good in all of his roles, but I, I really wish WWE would give him a fucking shot as as an actual 
like character as a rockstar spud. I'm looking I, at the. So he's only there as a producer, right? He's not actually doing anything. I think anything he's there as NXT? a producer, but um, give me one second because I'm checking. They could definitely get the rights to fucking halfway there for a hot minute. I'm just trying to see if I if I. He's not showing on the Wikipedia page as a producer. Mm. Um, well, we can easily change that. He is showing up <laughs> as a writer on Raw. He's 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 there as a writer for Raw. Oh, so Trips is working with him. But I I would I would love to see him given another shot on air. Anyways. Two and a half hour long podcast. He could carry. carry It's a total eclipse of the heart. Sorry. He could carry a 205 live resurgence. Mm -hmm. He definitely could, that's for sure. Or or what's it called? NXT Next Level now? (coughs) Oh, that's what I was wondering. That's probably. I only watched that first episode and I was like, I'm done. I'm good. No, we're fucking done. Let's end this, guys. Who, Who are. Bruce Pritchard is a writer for Raw and SmackDown. For now. Drake Maverick, a writer for Raw. For... Ed Koski, don't know who he is, uh, lead writer for SmackDown. George Carroll, don't know who he is, writer for... my cousin. (laughs) Put in a call, man. Hook us up. Hook us up. Um, Johnny (laughs) Russo, maybe... Maybe no relation to Russo? No. Well, according um, to Russo, Vince McMahon is still pulling the strings. Jonathan Bakestorm, don't know him. Michael Hayes is vice president of creative writing and booking. That makes me sad. Um, Why? John Michael because is vice president of there. Yeah, I think I think he. It's time for Michael P.S. Hayes to to fucking pull a Vince McMahon and retire. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh. But this has been a two and a half hour long podcast, and I'm spiraling. So it is time for us to close the book on the fantasy booking institute. If you joined us for the live stream, thank you all. Um, Ambrosia Dirt Road. Uh, Caleb. We have Caleb. Yeah. Um, we, we had we had some good people on here, so that's great. Uh, but we'd love to see more, so join us. Uh, best place to join us is Twitch. Um, you twitch.tv slash raw and order WBU. You can join us there. You'll also be able to, uh, uh, you know, join in the chat, catch our exclusive Twitch exclusive streams, uh, that we do for after hours, all that stuff on Twitch. Um, otherwise, you can continue to watch us or, or listen to us wherever you do. We're still doing the audio version of this, uh, at least for the time being. Um, so, But make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and follow us on all of the platforms. Uh, that's the best way to make sure you get all of our show. Um, you can support us by going to Patreon and signing up there. Uh, it's just three bucks a month to help us out there. Or you can uh, head on over to our merch store. Link is in the doobly-doos for uh, things like the Piss Ant Podcast, the Seth Franklin Rollins shirt. <coughs> um, Dirt Road, I'm going to point to right behind me and behind DA Fabe, the green shirt you see in the background. That is a autograph shirt designed for you to take to 
um, live events where you get meet and greets to get signatures on it. This one specifically, we had printed in green because um, it's Zello Pro. It's at Zello Pro, and Zello Pro green is their color. Uh, but it's got spot for what do we have? Sixteen spots plus plus room for extra. I believe Sides. it is. Yep. Um, and so all sorts of room for them to sign. The the uh, wrestlers love signing on this, and it makes a great autograph uh, memorabilia. Um, Hang on, unique shirt, totally unique for you. Um, and so that's something on our spread shop on our merch store. You can head on over there if you're interested in that. Um, it's a great way to get some autographs. Um, all that stuff, but there's all sorts of other stuff, including the best, worst, and okayest pay per view of the year shirts, uh, the generic ass podcast merch, the pissant podcast, or the link is in the doobly doos, or I mean, all that stuff. You can head on over there and check it out. That's a great way to support us. Uh, but uh, sharing this podcast with your friends and family is the, the best way. And it's absolutely free. Uh, but on that note, we are going to go ahead and close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Um, thank you all for listening. See you soon. There's the Jubilee Oh, yeah. yeah. Right there. JLB420 on Twitter. Real Talk Radio is the brand. Real yep. Talk Radio. There we go.